Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review, The Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 6. Who are you now? Who are you? Oh, my goodness. And this was a interesting episode of The Walking Dead. It's going to be a tough one to talk about critically and really dig into it because I could be super nitpicky about it and I could focus on all the negative stuff. But really, this is a a pilot episode, would you say? Or the start of something else. The last episode really did conclude a big, not just a season, not just a half a season, a chapter, the whole Rick thing. And this episode had a very newcomers kind of feel to it. And some of these characters that are being introduced right now may be more familiar to other people rather than myself, the people that are familiar with this section of the comic. So no, all these characters are completely new entities to me. So this episode, I can talk about how little or much I cared in certain sections, but really it's going to take a little time with some of these characters to see whether I give a shit or not. Tonight there was a little bit of an element of I wish I had a little bit more of a transitional time. Five, a five-year time jump, or it seems even more, is a little difficult at times to get grab your grab your grab your balls around or something, but it's just, it's, I'm not sure how I feel about this episode after watching it. And I'm not one usually for not having a, an opinion right away, but ultimately I don't know how I felt about it. I don't know. I mean, we could, add, if I had Joe here, it would be, it would be a lot easier. Joe would be like, Phil, I, this is what I, what did Joe think? <laughs> Joe thought it sucked, but no, there were some elements of it that I could see going into a good direction. Did I think this episode was the most exciting episode ever? No, because it required a lot of exposition to introduce new characters. And the way that they introduce them was just shitty. And the dialogue is still pretty crappy on this show, for the most part, with the exception of an occasional scene here and there. What I did like was the end of the episode with Carol burning the saviors and the way everything ended off with what were those whispers and sounds with those walkers at the end? They were talking? Were, were they talking? In that whole section, even though I could give little care about Eugene and Rosita, seeing all that was somewhat exciting and filled me with some, whoa, what's going on? What's going on right here? But I think as a whole, the episode needed to do a lot of things. It needed to set up a lot of things for the future. It needed to introduce you to a new slew of characters, which I assume, again, from not being familiar with the books at this point, which I assume are characters that are important moving forward. So they need to introduce these characters, make you give a shit about them, make you focus on them, make you want to know more. And they were somewhat successful in that one. I, I just found that little new group a little too plucky if you ask for me but who knows whatever it was a little bit too hey here's the new characters bum, 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 bum. Yeah. we'll see how it goes with these three weeks down the road how i'm how i'm gonna feel about it in a couple after a couple of episodes of this it's hard to judge it right away with so many questions how did the how did the savior sleep with carol pulling the pouring the gasoline on them. These questions and more need to be answered in this 60 minutes. Hi, this is Farrell, the Yesho's guy. Tonight, we're going to introduce the hard questions. How does a six-year-old fire a 44? And why is she carrying it around the house? And how the fuck... No, 
but I'm not alone. I might be alone right here babbling to you, but I'm never alone when I have with me. Let's get them in here. The live motherfucking chat. Here we go. Magna. That Yes, Magna. Magna. Liquid magma. What do you talk about? Michonne's elect. They elected a leader. It's the seven-year-old. Good evening, Big E. Atari dead in the next Mortal Kombat game. Mortal Kombat Georgia. And a couple people, uh, Atari Dead saying overall, I like, like tonight's episode. Good back to the basics. By the way, the actor who plays Henry is the actor's older brother. Starting to think that they might have casted two of them with the time jump in mind. And that's why we had to deal with young, young Henry. Caddyget in the live chat. We have a voicemail from Caddyget. We're going to be playing a little bit later in the show. Come on, Phil. Oh, we're going to talk about how new Carl. New Carl, whether it's the old new Carl or the new new Carl. He's an idiot in both situations, Corey Mitchell. Can't wait for the next time jump when Judith is all grown up. Judith. Judith Grimes. So I guess I just don't know how I felt entirely about this episode. There were some elements and some of the characters I could see becoming new, becoming more interesting as time goes on. But I feel like in this episode, their introduction was kind of clunky. And the way that, and the dialogue in this show is such shit. Is such shit so that when moments could be decent, it just comes off very poor. It screams to me as sometimes you write something on paper and if you're running a speech out for class and you have to deliver, there's a say you had to write an essay or a term paper or something and you had to write it for a speech or write it to write it. It's two completely different things. And Sometimes there's so few moments, and I noted them in the in the notes for the script, which uh, for the episode, which is real, I, real some of the worst notes I've ever taken in my life. I, I, if I'm being critical of myself here, as as much as my notes for this episode were way worse than the episode itself were was, but the episode was way better than my notes were. <laughs> but I I just noted a couple times that the dialogue to me seemed like it would have been better on paper than it is out loud. So we're going to take a look at this episode, but I'm going to try to be a little easier on it than I usually am on this stuff because it is a pilot episode. It's the first episode of a new show of The Walking Dead. Yes, we have a lot of the same characters, a lot of the same focus, but really it felt like these are the new cast. Let's let's meet the new characters. The new characters are the, are the old crew that are going to be filtered out as time goes. We've, we've met our new characters. Carol's going to be dead by the end of the season. I'm even more convinced of it now. Gandalf the White is going to be gone. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I know I'm supposed to be de de decisive with with my opinions here. I have to come out here and be like, oh, yeah, this episode sucked or this episode was great. But I don't know. There, were, I was not excited by this episode. The, this episode didn't have me incredibly interested. I found myself dozing a couple times. And being like, but it's building block shit that they needed to needed to do. Would I have rather them do it in some sort of action way to show us who these people were instead of telling us who these people were? That scene when they were all when all the new characters were introducing themselves, Magna and her group, they were introducing themselves like they were the fucking Ninja Turtles. I'm Leonardo. I play with swords. I'm Donatello. I touch machines. I'm Michelangelo. I do weird stuff with pizza. I'm Raphael. I do weird stuff with anyone I want. It, it was just a little bit, little bit strange. It, 
what I used to be able to do sign language. <laughs> I used it. Hey, hey, we got Callie Callie in the live motherfucking chat. We got Ronnie Rollins. Negan helping Judith with math was the highlight of the episode for me. That that scene and I surprisingly like the Rosita and Father Gabriel scene for some reason. I thought that strangely worked for me too. But I feel like hmm hmm I guess I think this episode could have been better if it was dolled out a little bit differently. Dolled up? Dolled out a little differently. I don't like how they started it with another slow monologue from Michonne. I feel like they should have started it on a more light note. And and I wish we got a little bit of a transition of the time jump. But I guess we're going to see somewhat flashbacks of what happened. But I I don't know. I don't know what it was about this episode. People go, you're just a negative asshole. You're always negative. That's, you want to know what it is about this episode? You're fucking, you're a negative asshole, Phil. And you're going to hate everything The Walking Dead does. No, no, you don't get it, strange, weird voice in my head. I don't want to necessarily hate on The Walking Dead just I hate on The Walking Dead. If I really liked this episode, I would come out here and say, yeah, but you didn't hate it and you're being negative. I'm not being negative. I'm being indecisive. I'm not sure. All I know is that I want to know somewhat more about some of these characters, but I felt like their introductions was clunky and and handled in a really obvious way. Did anyone think they weren't staying or Michonne wasn't going to help them by the end of the episode? I mean, give me a fucking break. If you're going to do that, do something new with it. Oh, I've got a weird, cool knife in my belt. That, that, I mean, is that the most interesting part of all that? But... You gotta give it time to, but Phil, you gotta give it time to breathe. Okay, stop talking to me. This is weird. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm done with The Walking Dead. I just can't defend the writing anymore. Done. How Father Gabriel got his groove back. I like that bird montage. Jason Voorhees wants to be added on the wheel. He wants me to put up their phone call from Jason. That's scary, Jason. When I redo the wheel and redo the prizes, we'll be moving to the new place. That will definitely be added. We'll get get a call from Jason. Now you're not being negative. You're actually thinking, you know what? It just fucking sucked and it stunk and it sucked and stunk. The haircuts were, were interesting choices by Carol and Daryl getting the new hairdos. <laughs> just to symbolize that time is gone. Everyone has a kid. Michonne and Rick have a child, which is kind of interesting. And uh, was, was Magna... Going to attempt to kill everybody out of Alexandria? Was that what she was trying to hook up with her crew there? They really think they could have taken everybody out? I don't know. But overall, I generally can see... I... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I can generally see where maybe I could get to enjoy some of these characters. But I have... But I just wasn't excited by much in this episode. And I wish I was more into it. Are we... If Maggie's done, are we just not going to make it to the hilltop? Is the hilltop thing going to just ignore? Or going to be a big bust? How are they going to explain the fact that Maggie's going to be gone if people don't know? Last episode was also Maggie's last episode. She will not be back on The Walking Dead as far as I know. So they have to explain that somehow. Is hilltop just going to be destroyed? Or, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I thought the best parts of this episode were in the last 15, 20 minutes of it. And I guess my whole thing with it is I feel like if you had 
if you're coming off the death of Rick Grimes and you're ending the series and there are some people that might be tuning in for the first part of the episode just to kind of see whether they should keep watching The Walking Dead after Rick left, I'd want to start off the episode as fast as possible. And I, maybe this is just me, but I've said this many times, The Walking Dead does not do slow well for me or character establishing, not since the very beginning when they introduced new characters. And this episode was a lot of it and in a lot of slow-paced stuff. I would have tried to start it off somehow with that whisper tease at the that we got at the end, doing that towards the beginning and then showing the impending doom all around while this other action is happening. Excuse me. I think it would have... Mm, I don't know. I just, I just would have liked them to start a little bit, a little bit faster. Then you could have slowed things down, done your character exposition introduction crap. But I needed to be bit right away to say, okay, we're gonna show you what kind of show this is gonna be without Rick Grimes. Balls to the wall action. We're gonna fucking kill off Eugene in this opening scene. Just have Eugene get killed by one of this, this, uh, this, these talking walkers. Texas talking walker here or Rosita or something right after she says goodbye to her new boyfriend, Father Gabriel. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm not I'm no smart writer here, but it seems like they could have done something like that in basically done the same kind of fucking episode. The same things that happened in the episode. Just do it in a different direction. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. All I know is. The beginning half, the whole first hour of this episode, but on Showtime, not on the television channel Showtime. Showtime meaning, or in real time, not Showtime. The first hour of this whole episode was rather boring and took a while to kick in. And I don't like this habit of The Walking Dead this season, it seems like, that we get essentially 75% of the episode. No. 85, 90% of the episode is talking and pontificating, and then we get 10% fucking action. It makes me want to drink. Mm. Mm -hmm. Bloodthirsty hippie. I am a bloodthirsty hippie. Killing Lindsay. I object, Phil. Or killing Lindsay. <laughs> killing Eugene. I object. Okay, not Eugene. Rosita. Anybody. Kill a character we care about. Kill fucking... Kill... Ezekiel or kill someone we know to show how dangerous you know that's happening anyway that that Opie from Sons of Anarchy is going to pop up any day now and kill someone we care about and I wouldn't have minded it right off the bat in this new Rick Grimes list universe but instead we need I get we're introduced to these new characters that we're going to care about that are going to be like Freddy Krueger victims by the end of this season I assume like I said, I have no clue what's about to happen. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Kill kill Daryl. Get it over with. This show is over yet. Can we watch someone else? We have two more episodes. Two more episodes of The Walking Dead. And then, as we've honestly said before, for all you people that are like, Joe, Phil, why the fuck do you even talk about the show if you don't like it? We have, we have two more episodes after this. And then Joe and I are going to have a discussion, maybe even a vote, a poll from you guys, possibly, to decide if we're going to stop recapping The Walking Dead episode by episode. 
We'll still talk about this show. The show is part of a b- bigger block, but Sunday nights will be used for other things for the second half of this season. We'll still talk about The Walking Dead until the bitter end, but maybe we won't do full episode recaps or make an episode recap as part of another show where, say, half a show on Sunday would be about The Walking Dead in lesser detail without the full recap, just kind of our thoughts about the episode. And then also pick another subject that we're talking about that night as well. Like favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movies or something ridiculous like that. (laughs) Which we kind of talk about anyway. But you know what I mean. It will become less must-see recappy crap. But we'll see. We'll see. We talked about this last season too. We're we're giving it this first half of the season. And then we're going to decide whether we're going to recap every episode. So we'll see. This is the first of the three new episodes from the new season. Will they hook me to the point and not of saying, will I want to watch this or will I want to keep recapping this week to week? People are like, I don't give a fuck. Stuff or camera. We, we can give, give two shits less. <laughs> Holy shit. What other subjects that be? Daryl never dies. Don't speak that evil, says Johnny. I like polls. <laughs> <laughs> These forced relationships have no chemistry. Kill Daryl. The pacing of the show is awful. They make everyone talk really slow. Who does that? Well, Callie. Sometimes. I, no, sometimes I do. Imagine if I did that podcast and that. I mean, it may get to that point eventually in my life when I start to really slow down, like next week when, when, when it all catches up to me. <laughs> and... The podcast is at this speed. When I sound like I'm faking being a machine. <laughs> Please kill Daryl, says Tim Gersh. Just waiting for Vikings. Vikings is also coming on the channel very soon. We may The first episode may be a little bit weird for us because that is, is the actual day that we're moving those over those two days. But I will definitely be talking about it somehow even if it is just from my phone watching on a stolen computer stream stream of it and then starting in on the second episode but i can't wait to talk about this season of vikings it's gonna be exciting only five million people watched last week's episode that should this show did three times the ratings and that's that's interesting in the rick grimes's last episode i would have thought it would have done a bigger number than that they also kill off characters for shock value instead of because of their arcs. Atari does. I said I like Gabriel better with Anne Jadis. At least both of them were weirdos. <laughs> it's not as bad as Fear the Walking Dead, says Johnny. And let's keep going with the chat for a while. Having fun with the live motherfucking chat. Ellie says, Rick and Michonne had zero chemistry, no chemistry. Now, Father G and Ezekiel and Carol, just stop it already. And Wardrobe couldn't come up with a better wig than that from Michonne. Judith calling her mom, ugh. You should do recaps of season three of True Detectives. You bet your ass I'm doing recaps of season three of True Detectives, Big E, whenever the hell that's coming out. I can't wait. I didn't dig on season two, but season one of True Detectives is amazing. Pre says, I'll be here for Game of Thrones. Cannot wait. I also cannot wait. It seems like forever since we've really talked about Game of Thrones. As you guys know, Joe and I like talking about, you know, the episodes that happen, not so much pontificating and babbling about it. But we will be going back to doing some of that stuff as we're both itching to talk about some Game of Thrones at this point. And hopefully we'll be getting a trailer soon, some images, and everything will really start to get in line for when the hell that final season's going to be final six episodes okay 
Let's zip through here. Let's, oh my God, hello. Hey, how are you, Robert? And we got Lady Laura Dane in the live motherfucking chat. Felicia, that is a very cute looking emoji right there, Felicia. Rick's final episode went from a 2.0 to 2.1 in the ratings. Ugh, 5 million for Rick's final. I blame you, Phil. I blame me as well. I blame myself and Joe. We'll take full credit and responsibility. It's our fault that people think even minorly negative about The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead's great, and Joe and I have soiled it because we're just negative, angry assholes. <laughs> I love my searching. Did Carol borrow Frank, Nic Frank Nicotero's wig? Uh, Greg Nicotero's wig. Uh, Rick loves Michonne. Eugene loves Rosita. Rosita loves somebody else. You just can't win. Love stinks. Love stinks. Oh, yeah. Love stinks. Judith is such cringe. Okay, so why don't I stop my barking and start my sparking? And I gave my whole big entry point i stuck it in really awkwardly as usual because can i do anything not awkward i like eugene can never do anything not awkward and i can't just say you know what oh hit the hit hover buddy i didn't really like this episode i mean i didn't really like this episode but i won't go as far to call it shit except for the dialogue because introductory episodes are difficult. I'll cut it some slack and wait till next week to really see how I feel about some of these characters. Because I have a little bit sometimes of new character avergence on a show. It takes me a little while to get used to them. And I wasn't on board with the new characters quite yet. But perhaps I will be eventually. It seemed a little bit like the Smurflings to me. It seemed a little Smurflings to me. And if anyone watched the Smurfs, they'll know what I mean. If you didn't, you'll be like, I don't what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but that's what it seems like to be a little bit, or the Scrubs new cast thing. But I'm holding out hope that they become interesting and make me go, oh, shit, these are really new, exciting characters. I can't wait to see what they do. But so far, so bleh. <laughs> so far, so bleh. I'm so excited. Oh, my goodness. I'm out here today. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm a crazy son of a bitch, and you know what I'm really excited for? It's time for a recap, and I'm excited. I'm excited to get into this episode. Let, let me cut the shit. I really love this episode. I think this episode is underrated. I think these new characters are all going to be the fucking greatest. And I think The Walking Dead is back. I think moving forward without this Rick Grimes albatross hanging on their foot. <laughs> oh, it's, it's going to be intense. I cannot wait. Let's do this shit. Come on, Phil. This episode was God tier. You're right, Long John Beef. This is what it's all about. This is right up there mm, with season one new introduction character stuff. I'm really feeling this episode. I'm totally not out of breath. I'm totally not out of shape. That recap did not take out, out all my energy. Spoiler, next week's three new characters. The blind Asian woman, a wheelchair brown. Oh, God. Whoa, holy shit, Mike. 
Mike's reading the script ahead of time. I didn't hate the Smurflings. Fill the issues, guy. Oh, gosh. Out of breath. I need to I need to jog more to keep up my recap stuff. And, and then Fill the Issues guy passed out on his show and said goodnight to the world. Forever asleep. Until the day he woke up to continue his recap. Forever and ever. Being stuck in a loop. Recapping The Walking Dead. And we start. We open up the episode, and we see Michonne, and she's saying goodbye to Rick. She's talking to dead Rick. It's like, it's it's all transferred. It's all, it's Rick talks to Lori, you talk to dead people. And just like the sixth sense, I couldn't think of that kid's name for some reason. She talks to dead people. Let's listen. Let's listen so I can drink beer. But it hasn't gotten any easier. The sun keeps rising. The days keep going. Days keep passing. World keeps spinning. Time. It just keeps moving forward. The days keep going. Time keeps a moving on. Feel the issues, guy. Sat there day after day as his hair turned gray. <laughs> talking about the walking dead. Talking about, <laughs> talking about, talking about, talking about. <laughs> okay, well, there's, a lot, there's a lot of music here, not a lot of dialogue. So Michonne, we open up to another Michonne and Rick scene, but this time it's dead Rick. We see Daryl walking through water. Daryl's getting food. We get a, a walker swamp thing that looks pretty cool, but uh, Daryl's wearing some bad wig on his hair. Looks like he's wearing a marmot on his head. Carol's married with silly long hair. Since she's the queen, she's she needs to look at she needs to have her silver hair and her dragon. And we see how things have progressed. And. <laughs> Someone in the live chat at that point said so the, the dialogue in the show is horrible. We see that things are, things are, oh yeah, things are dark. It's evening as Michonne is alone getting supplies, looking around with, um, as she continues her monologuing. Let me, let me open this up a little bit. Let me, I got to stretch you. I got to make you wider so I can read you. She finds a box of baseball cards and toys and she smiles and she's reminded of a simpler time when she ate pudding with a young man named Curl. And she finds a little sheriff toy who reminds her of her Rick. And, uh, oh, the, the dialogue is horrible. Let's listen to more of it. Uh, the music is great, though. Doctor, doctor. We see a bird and Daryl is looking. Oh, Daryl. Oh, yeah, and Carol has silly hair. She smiles. Okay, so Daryl sees a bird, and then Carol sees a flower as they're reminded of beauty in the world. I don't know. I'm not, uh, this is the stuff that bothers me when they try to do it. I get it, okay? You, you're deep. You're deep. It's like that dude when you're, taking, when you're taking hallucinogens at a party, and, you know, everyone's having fun in their own world, but this one dude's like, no, everybody, come with me. I have the answer. 
It's the intellectual stimulation of the negative power. I don't want to hear that douche that thinks he's figured out the world because we found we found a bird. And people are like, what are you talking about? What am I talking about? That's the point. I don't care. Come on with the fucking symbolism and the shit. You can't do it. It's not your kind of show. You're not you're not as good as the Game of Thrones writers. You're not as good as the Breaking Bad Better Call Saul writers. You're not as good. You're not that kind of writer. Writer's room or show, you don't pull that crap off right. I'm sorry. It never works when they try this shit for me. <laughs> it's like, it would be like me trying to pronounce things correctly. It's it's like, me give me a... Give me an A&P science book and have me try to pronounce scientific terms. You want, you want to do that? Should I put that on the wheel? Have Phil try to pronounce difficult words? You'd have the same exact result as the Walking Dead people try to write something deep and symbolic. It just doesn't fucking work. It's clunky, it's obvious, and it's stupid. Just like me when I try to pronounce words. Okay? Fuck. I should stick to words like fuck. Once, right? Is that one syllable? Fuck. It can be two. It could be two. If you're doing it right, it's two. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> My city's been, uh, Oh, and I hope you're doing all right, Sean. Fucking stay safe, my friend. My city's burning all around me, but I'm not missing one second of Phil and the motherfucking issues guy. I'm, I am fucking... Lots of love to you, Sean. Hope all is well. And I'm glad to put a little bit of a goofy escape from the bullshit you're dealing with. Stay safe, my friend. Santovia in the live motherfucking chat. Bliss, a sensitive man. Bliss, a couple of times during this point to write down Bliss's comments during this section of the episode. I'm about to throw up. The dialogue needs 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 to be destroyed. Chalk says Daryl and Harold. Daryl and Harold. <laughs> ah, this is Daryl and Harold. Come, come down to Daryl and Harold's. Meat on a stick. Come and buy Darren Harrell's meat on a stick. The best. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about, you fucking asshole? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you come down to Daryl and Harold's Meat on a Stick. Conveniently located at the, the intersection of routes 1 and 60. Call 1-900-EAT-A-STICK. Now make... Make sure you, uh, make sure when you, when you type that out, it's eat a stick, not eat a, you know what I'm saying. You know, we get some, we get wrong phone calls sometimes. So, so come get some meat on the stick. That's, again, that's 1-900-MEAT-ON-A-STICK. Conveniently located at roots 1 and 60. Thank you. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. So, uh, <laughs> let's go. Let's continue here. I almost forgot her name. You, we should trade The Walking Dead. We should, you should trade The Walking Dead to make Phil say big worlds. In the comics, Carl and Carl's daughter, Sophia, are still alive. Ellie deleted something before I had a chance to read it. Oh, uh, blame the media and the producers for that entire debt. If they didn't try to cram identity politics, no one will be complaining about forced diversity. Uh, interesting discussion going on in the live motherfucking chat. We can do a whole podcast on that stuff. Negan and Michonne hook up. Someone... someone I think uh, someone was saying they wanted to see more of the Negan and Judith stuff. I'd like to see, oh, it was Tom himself. So I don't know if he's serious or he's trolling, but Tom says he'd like to see more of that. I would kind of like to see more of that too. As, as uh, <laughs> in threat to piss Joe off next week. Again, I think Negan was somewhat 
better in this episode. I think the character's evolving. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's finding more shades of, of ways of delivering lines while keeping the same identity of Negan intact. I think he's a definitely a top-level actor, and you're seeing it in practice, even when the character's written stupid, and even when when he's not necessarily getting a ton of screen time. I think less is more with that character. My fear is the point in time. My fear is the fear of the walking dead. My fear is when he inevitably gets, starts getting more screen time. Cause it's going, it's going to come. And is he going to start, start mugging for the camera again? Or is he going to stay in this pocket that I feel like he's gotten into to a certain extent in his scenes in this, this week as uh, as I almost want to pull up the rant from last week to get Joe yelling at me from a distance. Judith's actress is way better than Carl at her age or even now. <laughs> no, her name is JSS. We did not know Enid sighting because we get that we will see her next week if we make it to Hilltop or she will be our rep. She'll be like the remaining survivor for, of Hilltop because she'll JSS her way right out of that situation. The best thing about this episode was no Tara or Enid. Santovia, as always, dropping mega knowledge and honesty right there. And Santovia gets the gets the dick in a water word of the night. Dick on, dick on, dick on. Yeah, you get the dick on award of the night for being awesome. Cause fuck yeah, fuck yeah, you're absolutely right. Atari Death says, but right now I feel like I've gotten to the point where people. Oh, we'll talk about that in a different show. The, again, that's a different show altogether. Not everyone knows she's the house bestie. Uh, we see it. So let's get more into this fucking recap and get through this fucking episode. And, uh, yeah. So, everybody, hi. That's all, folks. <laughs> so that's the end of our episode recap here today. So we see a bird. So we, oh yeah, I left on this all the shit. Daryl and Carol with the silly hair. They smile. They see a flower, and then we see Michonne with toilet paper just to kind of fit back into that theme. And Michonne is doing all this for you, and she hasn't given up talking to Rick or Carl. I don't know who she's talking to. One of their ghosts. So uh, then she is up on the horse, and she's looking at. Well, we see that this is all her talking to a dead bridge. So we come back in and everyone's singing, hey, Jude, don't make it bad. Oh, where the fuck are you? Did you sneak off again? And this is where stuff gets starts getting a little, con not confusing, but just all grouped together as the new folks come over. Aaron doesn't look too happy as the walk, as the walkers follow them over there, too. I feel like the walkers are like a. A new, the new family in town come. But so let's listen to this introductory scene when we meet a bunch of our new characters as I get a little drunker. <laughs> as I get a little drunker, Miles Edward O'Brien, play it. We owe our lives to Miss Grimes here. We still need our help. Hey, Jude. <laughs> we can't do know that. Hey, uh, I dabble in the culinary arts uh, once upon a time ago, and uh, you know, with a little bit of help, I can help whip this buck into a mighty fine osabuco stew. We make stew. More mileage for the masses. There are more of you. Way more. With walls and juice. 
incoming. Oh yes. Oh yes. There's more on the way. We got to get out of here. They need food and water and medicine. If they don't go, I don't go. So our new folks come in to you, Tom. You're a fucking <laughs> motherfucking assholes. Tom himself, I love you, buddy. Cambridge says this felt like an epilogue and a vague promise of more to come. I think that's an excellent way of describing this episode. I, I that's kind of how I felt. There's a lot of vague promises of this is going to be interesting later. Trust us, even though it wasn't incredibly interesting to me in the moment. Not sure I care what happens next, but I'm not sure if I can actively say I can judge what's going to happen next on, on tonight either in that sense. I, I agree that I'm like, eh, do I really give a flying fuck burger what happens? Uh, but I am – they also there's, – there, there were litterings of potential. Someone was someone's peeing some potential over – over the grass of this episode. And, uh, yeah. So the new folks come over. They want to join, but they don't want to join. Yeah, yeah, okay. So then we go over to Carol and Jerry. She had a baby, and she still doesn't want to deal with the queen shit. Just doesn't want to deal with the queen shit. Gotcha. Not falling apart? Our loyalty to you, my queen. Jerry. Married to the king, mother to the prince. I have to accept it at some point. If I haven't after all these years, it's probably not going to happen. Oh, no. Yeah, so they just keep ignoring. Yeah, they definitely have not talked about Maggie. So they go to Carol and Jerry. Uh, they're all fucked up. They, they didn't have a kid. They or they're talking about Henry, I guess. So Henry or New Carl, as some people call him, are fucking things up again. Ezekiel comes over and they have an argument about something. And Ezekiel does some good parenting, I think. Oh yeah, the water mains all fucked up, and and Ezekiel comes over and let's listen to this argument. Provisions. Well done, my boy. Dad, we're holding things together with plastic and tape. But we are holding things together. We need Did love the Carol getting her ring back. I love that part too. And they could have 
somehow space things out to make things a little bit more snappy. I think this episode's biggest weakness is that it dragged and was boring at times when it should have felt really exciting and refreshing. It should have been the feeling that they were going for in this episode to even sacrifice maybe some of the character introductions and some of the focus on the new characters or maybe even some of the focus on the old characters just for timing and pacing purposes and made this a tight hour episode or the usual 45 minutes, whatever you want to call it, depending on depending on how you want to look at things from a television standpoint, whether it's an hour or 45 minutes, whatever. You know what I mean. Not an hour and 20 minutes of real time. It made it drag and felt, felt a little bloated and unfocused to me at times. And the more I'm thinking about this and digging apart, I'm coming to that point Well, that not every one of these hour dramas need to be stretched out to an hour and 20 minutes. There's something just in your mind, in your your clock for, especially a show like The Walking Dead, that when it's past 10 o'clock, I'm looking at the clock, oh, God, this, it should be over. <laughs> and they should save the hours and a half or the hour and 20 minutes stuff for other, for season finales or, or if it's something that they feel is a longer, stretch it into a movie or something. I feel like, having almost every episode be an hour and seven minutes. I know it's mostly done to put commercial, more commercial breaks in, but this episode felt like it could have done from a, from an editing trim a little bit and made it feel just a little bit snappier. I feel like Tom Hanks and his, and that thing you do. Come on, Jimmy, go to your, go to your room and write that hit song alone with your principles. You need to make it snappy. Tools. Someone who's trained to use them. Henry, we've discussed it. No, you've discussed it. I'll be late for supper. Don't wait for me. And I appreciate your passion and your honesty. But you had best watch your tone, son. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. And uh, good night, DJ. Gr great to see you as always, my friend. And, yeah, I mean, good parenting, whatever, but it's kind of slow moving, and I don't ne necessarily think it's stuff you needed in this episode. I think some of this stuff is stuff you could have cut and started off with Carol and Henry already on the road. We didn't necessarily have to catch up with the kingdom in this episode particularly. I mean, I think this could have been some of the stuff you cut. So, here we go. We go into Eugene, and we, we go back to our next scene. Where, where are we here? Where are we in this fucking show? Uh, like, I said, like I mentioned before, these are the worst notes I've ever taken in my life. Oh, Eugene says this is against the rules as the new crew is blindfolded and they lead the new characters as they talk about their failed attempts, but Judith promises they'll be safe and says, and this, and that dude, who the, the guy character who I'm not sure what his name is says okay this girl this girl seems okay i say we trust her and then we see alexandria through this new group's eyes we see that aaron has a kid as well we see sadiq giving more exposition hey gotta love how they don't address maggie at all in this episode they they mention her in passing i know a girl at Hilltop that will take you in but what was vague enough about that when Michonne says that at some point in time in the episode is she could have been talking about Enid we could just have Maggie not be there at all and when we finally do get to Hilltop it's just Enid running things 
JSSing her way to the top of fucking hilltop. All right, Alex and the other nurses are on standby. I'll take her to the infirmary right now. I'm coming with her. Cadigat sums it up really well. Not much happened in this episode. I mean, new characters, Michonne was a bitch, Eugene broke his leg, and more babies, the end. Uh, and, yeah, that's why it's a tough episode to recap and review reasonably, because you wanted to reset the deck a little bit, but I feel that this could have been done quicker and more streamlined. And didn't need to feel this bloated. And you could have got a little bit more action and a little bit more focus instead. They're going to uh, tease the action, tease. And by action, I just mean shit happening. Threats. Tension. The feeling of uh, intensity going on in the show. Which they felt, which I felt like they got a couple times towards the end. When they get into that Carol moment with burning them. Even though that didn't make a lot of sense. That they wouldn't wake up getting gasoline poured on them. And, and when... Towards the end of the Eugene and Rosita situation when they were hiding in the mud. And I mean, we've seen that. We saw that in the trailer. So we were once you see them running, you kind of know what's about to happen. But still, I thought that was a well-filmed kind of scary zombie moment again. And as always, unfortunately, I'm a broken fucking record. I just keep repeating myself. There's there's someone in my voice Always going on and on and on because I never, I never keep my mouth shut. I constantly hear this voice in my head. I hear it all the time. Just you keep talking, you keep talking, keep talking, and I can't help myself. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Tim. There's only one guy in the podcast tonight. I have to be the one talking, and I like that. I liked it tonight. I was looking forward to this. I was looking forward to an evening to babble. I've had so much fun talking so much with Joe on our Daredevil podcasts. Every day, I needed I needed a night to just babble and get all this shit out. Thank you. I'll 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 give you all a penny when I see you for being my therapist for the evening. <laughs> but this show should always lead first with action. At least fifty percent of every episode of The Walking Dead should be some form of tension, action. Doesn't have to be the same repeat, but something intense. And especially on an episode like this, that's resetting the deck. Showing you what the show can be now with the main character gone. <laughs> Let's go to the live chat. I really couldn't stand Huey Friedman most of the time. I mean, I liked him when he called the... Uh, oh, I didn't see that part of the Jerry referring to Carol as Queen stuff. Uh, that has been... <laughs> I didn't see that part with Jerry referring to Carol as the Queen. Must have been when the Grinch was on. I, uh, I love Uncle Ruckus. I love you too, Tim. Boondocks seasons one and two were awesome. Oh, we have a Boondocks. Great stuff going on in the live motherfucking chat as always. So if you guys want to get in some really awesome discussions, whether it's about the episode or anything else or just silly fun or important discussions, you can get into the live motherfucking chat if you subscribe to our channel live. So if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you check out the YouTube channel, Phil the Issues Guy. And if you're watching this later... Make sure you subscribe and follow and all that sort of stuff so you check us out live and you can jump into that live motherfucking chat and talk to these amazing folks as well. Bam. So, 
Let's see. Scott Kimple will go down as the man who destroyed the gold mine franchise, says Cali Cali. So, so, okay, so Sadiq gave more exposition. Bum, 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 bum. And everyone seems shocked. New folks are in here, and Michonne comes to town, and Michonne is not happy that these new folks are in town. Everyone else seems to be accepting, but Michonne, Michonne, I fucks the new, the new crew and says, don't you forget, we don't trust in, in these parts. You don't trust in these parts. Come on, Michonne. So Michonne and Aaron get into a little bit of a disagreement about the situation because Aaron takes responsibility and says, it was me. Earl Clean? I was the you one. Sure about that? Indeed. They're whistle-worthy, clean as it was. They surrendered their weapons willingly and submitted to standard frisk procedure. And why are they here? My call. It's not your call to make. I decided they needed help. Judith, you know the rules. You all do. Thing is, they're here now. I mean, one of them is badly hurt. Sadiq's checking her out, but look, no disrespect, but maybe their fate is something we should decide together. It'll be dark soon. First thing tomorrow, we can bring them before the council for a vote. The council of the elders. Put them in holding. Come on. Let's go. So they're going to vote, and Michonne brings them into the holding thing. So we come back in with Ezekiel and Henry as they're saying their goodbyes. And it's almost like the last time they're going to see each other. Goodbye, Dad. For the man you've become. Listen, son. Never see each other again. Listen, son. I love you. You're the boy I've always wanted to be. Thank you, Dad. I've loved being a good influence on you. And Dad? Yes, son. I'll totally see you again. One of us is totally not going to die. I believe it too, son. I believe it too. We'll meet again. Sure we will, son. This music totally is symbolizing we'll meet again. And not one of us is going to die tragically. I agree. Neither one of us is going to die tragically. If we could bring the communities back together as full partners, it would, it would change everything. We're going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He sees the world as it should be, not as it is. We're going to be fine. Everyone's going to be fine. Whenever a character on a TV shows, we're going to be fine, everyone's going to be fine, no one's going to be fine. <laughs> He's a dreamer. Hmm. wonder where he gets that from. Nothing wrong with that. This world could use a few more dreamers. And a few more of those who pull us down from our flights of fancy back there. Hmm. Who at Hilltop will be there for Henry? 
<laughs> Cheer up, sleepy Jean. Oh, what can it mean? Daydream believers, you fucking shady fucks. Okay, Miss Sunshine. They want to bring everyone back together. Carol's going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. Everyone's going to be fine. And Carol's Miss Sunshine. It's literally making my head hurt. And the white-haired queen <laughs> moves on. So Gabriel is now the center of the 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 center the council of elders of the ten elders or whatever it is. And we and we get some new folks. And we also hear about poor old Bernie. I mean, we know about Ken and not our lovely Bernie in the live motherfucking chat. Bernie, the lost Bernie from our group, our new gr our new group. We and we we've heard about Ken. We we know about the loss of Ken, but. Nothing compared to the loss of Bernie. I mean, come on. Well, I know I shouldn't talk like that. Ken, Ken's a hero. Fair community of decent a hero people, of but horses. We are not soft. I'm and very that's hard. Not going to change today. I'm hard. I was in Oz. So let's begin. Don't fuck with me. Which one of you is the leader? Who makes you think we have one? Did you know each other before? No. Liquid hot magma. Magna. Liquid hot magma. Connie and Kelly. Me. And Bernie. Ken would... Ken would hate watching me play Red Dead Redemption. Because I kill so many horses in that game. The pixelated horse... The pixelated horse uh, strawberry shortcake king that lives above us all and rules the universe. As we all know... He died for our sins, and he killed Mr. Ahead. That's what I believe. You know, everyone believes in something. I, I believe in the book, the book of, the book of something. Ooh, what's that? I hear a sound. It's twinkling in my, twinkling in my ear. I didn't get to you, Tim. Leave a message. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Bernie was the one that we lost yesterday. Bernie. Um. There were others, of course. Like Bernie, they just Bernie. <laughs> Not Bernie. They didn't. Uh, they didn't make it. Yeah! Who were you before? Me? Before all this? I was a music teacher. I taught funk. Waited tables at a truck stop. I, my my weapon's the bow staff. I use nunchucks. And what's your superpower, Magna? I I fire electric. I fire. I fire fireballs out my bum. Of course. She said she was a journalist, but she's just being modest. <laughs> she exposed a bunch of sneezeball politicians and put them behind bars. 
when I was in high school, stressing about stupid shit that felt like the end of the world. And who are you now? A fighter. So together, we're the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! She says she's my guardian angel. I like to imagine that Bernie was Bernie Sanders. They are in FGC after all. I guess I'm still a music teacher. Uh, it's Larry. It was Larry David dressed up like Bernie Sanders. Not even in the face of monsters and mayhem. Monsters and mayhem. What did you do to survive? What I had. We got Michonne's mom in the live motherfucking chat. I always look forward to Michonne's mom's comments. Great to see her in the live motherfucking chat. Anything I had to. She said she never gave up. But me, I grew up. Things like that. Never grew up. Never give up, but I grew up. Like, you're writing it on paper, and it sounds good on a page because it's somewhat poetic. But when a line delivery happens when you're an actor trying to be a real person delivering a line like that it doesn't work for me fuck so listening back to some of this dialogue is painful it's it's a shame it's a shame because i think sometimes the dialogue in the show fucks with attacks the scenes and I, I'm starting to try to I'm trying to try to starting to try to put this together, okay? Because I don't think I want to I don't want to blame some of these actors. I don't want to blame the cinematography. I don't want to blame even the stories. It a lot of the shit on this show has been coming down to dialogue. I mean, yeah, some of the decisions are bad, but you can forgive that shit if things are interesting and compelling when you're listening to it. So when this show is stinky, when the turd is smelly, it's smelliest because of the dialogue. I think I think if they could hire somebody to punch shit up, maybe that could be helpful. Because I don't care if the storylines are concise and complete. But if what they're saying is stupid and long-winded and overly pontificating and, and overly flowery nonsense or just obvious, hey, I'm doing a podcast. My name's Phil, and I want to let you know that the Phil podcast is great. I've been doing this for years, and I'm telling you all about myself because this is who I am, and I just talk about myself. Yeah. Or, I mean, I could, uh, that's, prob that's not a good example because that is me. But you know what I'm talking about. I don't think I'm making complete nonsense. I think I'm making some sense. Not nonsense. Can fucks. <laughs> I, 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 wish I, I wish I kept track of that shit. <laughs> the silly words I make up. But it's, it's a good word. It's a good fucking word. Okay. So let's continue here. So we learned the new folks. We lost Bernie. This scene reminds me a lot of Rodney Dangerfield back to school. Now I have a question for you. One question and 37 parts. I'd like to put him in 37 parts. <laughs> Oh my goodness. 
Eduardo, thank you so much for tuning on in live from Brazil. Means so much checking us out live in the motherfucking chat. All me and all my guest hosts tonight. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited. I'm excited too. See, everyone's excited. But no, seriously, thank you so much, Eduardo. Talk to you next time, my friend. Ooh, fucking Brazil. <laughs> the writing is bad. We never did have Bernie. We 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 could have had him. We could have had him in our hands, Sintovia. The Bernie was fleeting. Fleeting in the <laughs> I'm in a ridiculous mood. Oh uh, everybody. I'm in a goofy mood. Tonight. I've been tired all day. This is how I know this is my favorite thing to do in the world. All day today, I was I was a little bit of a funk. I couldn't get, I couldn't funk out. It's either you guys or alcohol. I really like. <laughs> can I can I say both? <laughs> my question is, why why do people hate The Walking Dead? Is one answer in 37 parts. Hi, everybody. This is Goofy. It's time for the Goofy After Hours show. Let me sit on my. Let me sit on your lap. I'm gonna fall in your balls. Goofy. Okay. Look up Filthy Frank's video, Goofy's Trial. Funny shit. I will definitely look that up. I have to set myself a reminder of that. That sounds funny as shit. Okay. So we learn about our new folks, Oh Bernie, and we meet our new crew of plucky fighters and lead characters. This intro is, is written bad. And a lot of time is spent here with verbal exposition telling you what kind of people these people are. Um, that The gentleman character, I forget his name. Balls of Fury guy, I believe, is, is what we're referring to him as right now. He gives a monologue in this scene. This is when I wrote that. Thank you, Thornton Mellon. <laughs> he uh, he gives his Thornton Mellon speech here. And it's, again, a pr decently written monologue on paper, but the way it's said and said out loud, it just doesn't work. And yes, that's my that's my one trick pony complaint tonight. You know, every every time I like to have one new little complaint. My new little complaint is that the dialogue is alright written, but it can't be said out loud because it's stupefied. Speaking of stupefied, Michonne comes in there. She's got more questions. Michonne Michonne can't Michonne knows that something smells stinky here and she smells steel. And she questions Magna. It's like listen. Listen, Magna, I don't trust you. What's this tattoo? You were in Oz. I know you were. I can see it. I can hear the music. Dan and Anna. Dan and Dan Dan Dan. You were in Oz. I know it. You know who Tobias Beecher is and Chris Keller. You know them all. You were right there next to Shirley Bellinger. Was that her name, Tim? I think it was. I think I got that. Anyways, so. She's got a prison tattoo, and she 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 displays it like she's doing this big court case. Forgive my Davos. I'm no big city lawyer here. I'm Michonne, 
But I must say that she's got a prison tattoo, which means she's bad. Okay. But then she figures out the actual she's bad thing because she has a knife on her. Okay. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the knife. She's got this buckle knife crap. And uh, as Michonne's walking out of there and trying to drop the katana or drop the microphone, Magna goes, hey, dude, I got a question for you. You answering my questions? And Michonne just walks out of there and says, fuck you. So back in with Gabriel uncovering his communication stuff, and he's got a little guest that comes in the room, and Gabriel's getting, getting a lot of action because Gabriel is the latest to... Well, go Gabriel. That's all we'll say, folks. I thought you gave up on that thing. I did. I just... I keep thinking that there's still people out there, people that we don't know about. And those survivors, I think Michonne's wrong. I think they're good people. Yeah, I mean, prison doesn't mean shit without knowing the whole story, and Michonne knows it. She's got that crowd riled up. Shirley Bellinger, thank you. Ever since, you know. Yeah, I know. But they're here. They're here until the one in the infirmary is back on her feet. So there's still time for her to change her mind. Maybe. <laughs> I was talking to Eugene. He thinks that if we went further out, uh-huh. and I have to say, I, I'm ra- I'm rag I might be being hard in the show. I thought this scene was not bad between the two of them. I generally do think the actor, what's the fuck's his name? I always blank Gil- Gillian. Is it? I forget what his first name is. It T- Terry Gillian's a different guy, but I I whoever this actor is, whatever his name is, I always blank on it. He's awesome in everything he does. And uh, as much as I don't necessarily always love the character of Gabriel, he commands my attention when he's on screen. And he continues to do that. He's one of the best actors left on the show. He was awesome in Oz, awesome on the wi- very good on The Wire. And I generally, I generally really like this actor. So... Maybe I'm trying to find the high points in each episode, and I I appreciate characters that I have anger towards or or frustrations with when the, it's because the characters played well, and he's a case that the characters played to what he should be, and it frustrates me. And also, he has shown character growth from the time we've seen him until this point, so. I'll give Gabriel some credit and Seth Gilliam. Thank you, Santovia. He, he's 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 a he's a he is a, a fine actor, and he pushes through. And I enjoy, I generally enjoyed this enjoyed this scene for the most part. I thought him and Rosita, albeit forced, especially the romantic aspect at the end, just from a interaction standpoint, had a good acting scene here where there seemed to be some stakes, seemed to be some cool dialogue going on back and forth between them, some action moved forward with it. I generally was not bored by this scene. And set up a remote amplifier, we could boost the signal. Yeah, but you know what Michonne's gonna say. The security breach, yeah, I know. 
Plus, trying to find people and reach out to them with that thing, it's like stumbling around in the dark. I think what we might find, who we might find, what else might be out there. Here, help with the new people any way you can. Me and Eugene are worrying about the relay box. You sure? Mm -mm -mm. Oh my goodness. Kissy face, kissy face, kissy face. Have I told you lately how amazing you are? Yes. You better, motherfucker. But if you want to keep saying uh, yeah, you can. Golly. That's all I can say about that. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at golly. Go, you, you go, priest. So, hey now, he's happy, they're happy, Rosita's dead. So, Jody, Jody, Jody <laughs> walks in on Michonne talking to somebody and talking to herself. And little Judith says, ah, mommy's talking to herself again. And then... <laughs> I I mean, I think we've all been in a situation somewhat like this. I did not hate this scene simply for the fact of I think we've all most people, if you're doing it right, have tried to eavesdrop on someone else at some point in time and sneaked around and been screwed over by house or apartment creaks. I know for a fact there's been many occasions where I think I'm sneaking up on somebody with my ninja like feet skills, <laughs> my ninja feet skills I'm creeping. Creeping, creeping in the fog with my sagging deuce. <laughs> All that sort of shit. And, uh, and then one little creak wakes a person up. Creak. Oh, gosh. And Michelle's like, oh, it's time for your class. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time for you. It's time for you to start learning how to kill things again. It was a, it was a fun little scene. I think, I think this was entertaining. But I watch what you did to protect him. Uh, good question. Now, we're going to get to that in a little bit. What was the deal with the X on Michonne? I thought that was one of the interesting questions of what happened there. Maybe had something to do with her having to give up a kidney to keep the kid alive or something. I like. I, I don't know. It's. It seemed like it was in the kidney spot. So perhaps she had to give up a kidney to somebody to keep them alive. To either Judith or or. Uh, Rashone, that little Rashone there. Have we got a name on Rick and Michonne's kid yet? Did she? Did I miss a name? It's probably little Glenn. They they name it Glenn. How nothing else mattered except him. I... And I need to be that now for them. And I know it's not what we planned, what we wanted. But you weren't here. I saw mommy talking to daddy under, underneath, underneath everybody's our Tim F. Great to see you, buddy. You sure this is right? Wasn't the time. Mm. 
so yeah, Judith, uh, Judith is forced to go train. No. So then Henry and Carol are heading somewhere else. Oh, and Henry, like a dumbass, falls into a trap. He hears someone screaming, and uh, Stephanie screams while we're watching this. Who screams in the zombie apocalypse right now? And but Henry, Henry, who's not very smart, follows, and it's a trap. And Carol's there, and Savior Dick Billy Walsh, still off his anger for his Medellin failure, comes out and is just like, "Hey, hey boss lady." I play the audio, but I don't even want to. Uh, hey, boss lady, I'm here to fuck you. The kid's name is RJ, which I'm guessing is Rick Jr. Awesome. Thank you, Atari Dad. That's why I'm so lucky to have the live motherfucking chat. Stupid Henry. Henry's a Henry's adult. A couple times in this episode, Henry acts like adult. Big time adult. Or a kid. Very naive. Not every kid can be <laughs> as smart and as capable as firing a 45 uh, <laughs> Judith can. Good morning to Tori. Great to see Tori. Toast to you, Tori. Oh, I get a, I get a drink when I say that. Okay, so Rosita and Eugene head down the road slowly. Eugene is asking Rosita. <laughs> then we have Eugene asking Rosita if he likes, if she likes Gabriel or she like likes him. Yeah, but I will. And two armadillo blinks. Do you like him or do you like like him? You must really like Gabriel. Listen to me as your accomplice in pleasant security protocol to stand by you a man. Well, I take it as a sign of the seriousness of your intentions. Is your intuition so Okie dokie. Machete wielding men in the cloth with zero depth perception aren't exactly a dime a dozen. I'll give you that. But that's not to say that there aren't other more viable selects available to you. Selects with equally distinctive qualities, belief systems firmly rooted in facts and science versus fables and fairy tales, generally speaking. <laughs> Anyone specific in mind? Generally speaking, as I said. Catagate. <laughs> Lucky for us. West is where the deed gets done. Okay, so we're eating Eugene head down the road slowly, and uh, and yeah, they're going in the other direction of the herd that Eugene tracks there. So then we go to Sadiq and Magna talking about their friend and she is watching Michonne and kind of giving her dirty, mean eyes through the glass and the doctor. And they try to appeal to the doctor and give him a little bit of a guilt trip because they cannot leave this situation. And the doctor is not, not giving them any ground. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a newcomer, but I'm a doctor. You know, I'm a doctor. I'm, I'm not a, a, 
I docked her. And conveniently, right when I showed up, the other doctor died. <laughs> Isn't that convenient? So they totally need me. So I'm not useless like you guys. You guys can get the fuck out of it. You guys can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so we see Henry was fucked the whole time because Billy the Saviors, they spotted him a mile away. And he wants the, he wants his shit. I thought this, I, I might be ragging on this a little bit with Billy Savior and all that sort of crap. But I thought this was pro probably the best section as a one part of the section of the episode. Carol with these guys waiting and being like, oh, Carol's all happy, hippy, trippy, delightful. And then waiting for her to burn them all essentially and go all Daenerys Targaryen. She has the, she has the white hair now. So she wanted to, wanted to pull her, go all Danny and burn them all. So, <laughs> uh-oh, the Danny fans are going to come out of the woodwork and fucking kill me now. Oh, she 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 burns everyone. I gotta burn. she she turns them all into a bunch of little dickens, you know, and 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 then you hear the people screaming. Dickon, dickon, dickon. Yeah, that's the bur the burning song. So we'll play we'll, we'll hear the dickon song again in the back half of the episode. So Henry was fucked the whole time, and let's listen to Henry be told how fucked he is. Convenient, see this. Really ain't my bag, but times have been tough ever since Sanctuary went bust. My axe, this axe, this accent thing really isn't my bag. Sometimes I have it, sometimes I don't. You have in the world. We used to have more horses, but we got hungry. Could have joined one of the other communities. <laughs> that ain't really my bag either. <laughs> Listen, you spared me back in the day, so I'm going to offer you the same courtesy. Keep your wagon. Accent gone. Your horses. Your lives. Shit, you can keep your damn stick. What do I need with a stick? Everything else is ours, and that'll make us square. Fine. Take it and go. So it basically ends up that Carol's like, yeah, take all my shit. I don't care. Take it. Take all the shit. Grab it. Put it in your pockets. Dance with it. Rub it off on your body. Just let us alone. It's all right. It's all right. And then she, he wants the wedding ring too. And and uh, Henry's not dealing with this. Henry, They focus in on Henry's face. His little douchey face. Excuse me. Henry goes, well, 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 me. And he, and with... 20 saviors with guns all around him. He takes his little Donatello stick and he beats the shit out of the, the leader. And, oh, God. I think I'll have that rock on your hand, too. Let's listen to this shit. Michonne, that's a good question. Anyone know how Judith got out of Alexandria by herself? No way she can open that gate. Excellent fucking question. Uh, Lindsay says, the show's fans want Eugene and Rosita together. And I, a comic reader, I'm like, no, abort, turn back, bam, bam, why you still can. You do not want this. Trust me. Abort, 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 abort the mission. Abort, abort. 
Uh, Ellie says they should have spent this episode explaining why there is a division in the communities, what happens in the sanctuary, why the kingdom is falling apart. Too much time on Rick. Ellie is dropping some fucking truth too. I think this was a great opportunity lost. I think you can that could be a subtitle of The Walking Dead in the last few seasons. And I think even more so in this season because there's some fucking moments. It's wasted talent, wasted potential for actual good stuff. This was a good moment to change things up. And instead, you just got kind of the same stuff sans Andrew Lincoln and some new characters being popped in. It didn't really feel different. It it was just a time jump. Instead, they were still connected to some of the old stuff. We still had basically all the same characters minus Maggie and Rick and Enid and Tara. But we didn't find out what happened. We just get these vague things where in one scene, you know, Mich- Michonne's still upset because, you know, yeah, you know, I know, you know, I know, you know, you know, I know, I know. That's the most we get from talking about what the hell has happened. And then we get the communities are broken apart. So how? It would have been very interesting to see that happen. This time jumps convenient, lets you do the, the shit, but if you're not going to be really creative with it and do it in a reason, in a way to completely wipe the decks out and say, have just Carol be left and have everyone else gone or something. I, I'm not saying do that, but do something really crazy and reset the deck completely or answer some of the questions that you set up with that last episode. I just don't want, I, I kind of want some of that, some, some of the what happens after that bridge breaks down. Oh, the sanctuary is destroyed. Oh, that would have been interesting to see what happened. How'd the sanctuary completely get destroyed? And why are you guys all still together? And I know yada, 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 but, you know, maybe a little bit of a transitional thing. Similar to what they did with that winter time or going through winter. Just some sort of time jump, maybe one episode that transitions that a little bit and do the time jump at the end of the half season. So give us three episodes of the community's trying to make it work, but falling apart because Rick's gone or I don't know. I'm just fucking spitballing bullshit and then have the last episode kind of like what Vikings did and have the last episode of the back season. Half of that episode be transitioned into this where you're introduced to Magna and all of them to start up the next half of the season with the new characters. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just bullshitting. I'd probably complain either way, right? Right? I'm uh, like, who who are we kidding? I suck. Broke. We also get broke with the walking David in the motherfucking chat. We I have checked the message. We got a message from Jay and two messages from Tim that I will be playing very soon. We're almost done with talking about this episode. And then we're going to get into the voicemails and get back into the live motherfucking chat. Take your comments, quest- questions before we call this an evening. Mm-mm, I got to stop biting my lip. I keep, you ever get in the habit, you start biting one section of your lip and then you can't help it. You, you just keep going back to that same spot. I'm like, fuck you. I never did that before. And now I continuously bite it. I got to stop talking like this. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so Henry's fucked the whole time. Then he gets up and uh, after he gets his ass kicked and he's surrounded by saviors and they give up the ring. and That's it. <laughs> So Negan helps Judith with her, with her homework. Oh, Negan, you're such a good daddy. 
Let's listen to Negan, who Negan seems to be the one raising this Judith. Who is the person that eventually is going to let Negan out of his cell? Judith. I would definitely recommend booking a seat on airplane seat. Because that is shaping up to be one hell of a mid-air collision. You gonna help me or what? <laughs> All right, let me ask you something. You ever seen an airplane fly in any direction at any speed? No. Do you think you ever will? Probably not. So what the hell difference does it make? See, math problems are supposed to apply to the real world. You want my help? Give me a question or a problem from right here, right now. Ellie makes a good point. This is like six years, which it does seem like it is five or six years. It, which is an awful long time. Michonne is still talking to Rick. Yeah, she's she's got issues. You know the strangers we brought here yesterday? My mom's going to make them leave. Well, no, I didn't know. But let me guess. You being you, you want to help them. I found them. I brought them here. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Have you heard of something called Spaghetti Tuesday? I was about your age. I used to bring home stray dogs. My mom, she hated it. I never understood why. They always seemed so friendly and grateful. So one day, I brought home the wrong dog. What happened? Did it bite you? Not me. That dog killed all the other strays. Chewed off half my mom's ear when she tried to stop it. Was your dog Mike Tyson? The thing is, that dog seemed just as friendly and grateful as the rest of them. And what about after that? You ever bring home another dog? Well, hell no. I wised my ass up. Yeah. And look how great everything turned out for you. Wait a minute. Where are you going? I thought you wanted my help. I do. But just with math. Why just math? Because it doesn't matter if you're a good or bad person on the inside. The numbers don't care. I'm not going to be conned by you. I know you're a bad man, and I'll use you to help me with my math, but I'm not going to trust you, Negan man. I, I've been told that you're bad. The Walking David says, I do find the part with the ex-saviors to be ridiculous. They would have crossed paths before six years passing. That was just residual writing from Scott Kippel, I bet. She found them. See any dogs in sanctuary? I rest my case. That's an excellent point, Ellie and Centovia. They never should have jumped forward six years. They, they shouldn't have. They should, or not so soon. Maybe at the end of the season break. We needed more time to set things up. There was too much to do, too much, too many scenes to set. Instead, as David points out, it makes it laughingly convenient. Like, oh, I bumped into you again. Ha, ha, ha. Or are they bumping into each other every time? And is is uh, is Billy Savior like Starscream and, and the Autobots destroy him every time? It's ridiculous. <laughs> he bit my ear. He bit both my ears. I was watching that Tyson fight when Tyson bit his ear off. <laughs> Fucking great shit. Hey, if Evander was holding me like that and I was trying to box, I probably would have been his ear too. Fuck that shit. I bit his ear both. I bit both his ears. <laughs> I fucking love him. I hope Mike Tyson's Mysteries comes back. I love that show. Under Underrated uh, 
cartoon if people have it people have never watched it i love mike tyson's mysteries i don't think i've ever talked about it on this show but um but uh but <laughs> sorry i'm laughing i'm laughing at uh at uh <laughs> thinking about that show anyways okay so Eugene and Rosita do their thing and Eugene sees a tons of herds coming and there's five minutes left time for the 1% of action. Then Eugene's climbing down the ladder, which is amazing action and he can't do it. And it hits funny watching him try to climb that that was pretty, that was pretty hilarious. So we come back in on Carol and, and she shares a scene where we're, where Carolyn who? Oh, Henry. Carolyn Car- Car- O'Henry. And they share a scene where Carol explains about stock dialogue 101. Let's listen. What did I, what did I say stock dialogue 101? I don't get it. You didn't even try. There's no point. That's bullshit. Henry. No, there's right and there's wrong. You stand up for what's right and you fight what's wrong. You taught me that. And I remember when you did. What happened? You. Someday you'll understand. Someday you'll understand. Yeah, that just seemed a little lame to me right there. Uh, the time skip could have worked if they did it at the midseason break. Come back to The Walking Dead for fresh eyes and ears six years later. I couldn't agree more, but we did need more of a reaction, direct reaction after what happened to Rick. Now that we've had the break, it's not going to be as effective with flashback. If you have some immediate reaction, see how everything gets into the place, and then say you start the next half of the season, the first few episodes, you don't see any of the old crew, or you barely see remnants of it, or or you're slowly introduced to where everyone is. This way, it just seems a little quick. It just seems a little quick for for a time jump like that. I complain with other shows do stuff like this, and I don't love it. Uh, it's one of my few complaints of the show Vikings. Sometimes some of those quick time jumps that they do out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, God, you need to do that right there. Stop. Stop. You you had so much cool stuff you could have done in that other time period. You didn't need to jump so quickly. And I think The Walking Dead probably could have slowed the brakes down a little bit, but instead we're going to yada yada Maggie. They probably did that because they want to yada yada Maggie and they want to just be like, oh yeah, Maggie died of dysentery last year. <laughs> Maggie was pu- Ma- Maggie was on the Oregon Trail and she died of dysentery. <laughs> they're going to do something stupid like that with Maggie. It's just going to be a quick line. It's going to be... That's fucking awful. So, going to be watching Christmas movies on Sunday night, but check with check with Phil for shows. Awesome to awesome. I can't wait to start watching some of those silly movies. Uh, start watching my favorite Christmas movies like Gremlins and Die Hard and Miracle on Thirty First Fourth Street, <laughs> the original, of course. And let's continue. So back in Carol and Henry, they share a scene. Okay, so then we get Magner and her crew as she took the necklace at, off her friend in the hospital that has another knife on it, and we get the scene, a big scene with this crew where we get to know them a little bit more. And let's listen to this. 
Listen to this. You screwed up, Magna. We didn't know how things were going to play out. I wanted us to have options. Hand it over. What? Yumiko's necklace, come on. Yeah, we noticed. Hand it over. Yep. I gotta say, these gr this crew has a lot of really cool knives and cool locations. A belt knife, a necklace knife. We can't just go back out there. I care, bro. Without horses, our rake supplies, how long do we last? For as long as we can, minute by minute, day by day, ride and die. Right? Same as always. Right. Yeah. That worked out great for Ernie, right? Maggie got in the helicopter, too. I'm very curious how they're going to explain the Maggie situation. Or in his, in his Herschel going to be gone, too? Are they going to keep the kid on the show? I mean, that's the thing that I guess we're not, or I'm not really, didn't occur to me at first, but now I can't stop thinking about. They introduced the kid in the last episode, too. So is the kid going to be gone? Is Are we going to get something like Hilltop was completely wiped out by a, a horde of walkers? Or are we going to get again? Maggie was Maggie was Maggie was killed by dysentery off screen somewhere. Will they continue to have Maggie and Glenn's kid, or is this the end of the Maggie and Glenn line? <laughs> the the green line is gone. The green line is the name of a subway line in Boston too. That knife Magna had had remind me of Athel's knife from Fear. Callie, Callie, yes they did. Oh, the writers ruined Maggie since Glenn's death. They re they really did. And I would say even a little bit before that with her not reacting to Beth. And I think Maggie was best in her introductory moments. And I think Maggie, yeah, I think they definitely fucked up the character, Maggie, who was one of my favorites at one point in time. Ah, 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 more. Play more, damn you. If Bernie could see this place. See what life we could live. You know he wanted us to have it, right? We don't have a choice. We fight. As always. We fight. So this scene was set up obviously to attempt to help us to get to know these characters better. But... I know something about it I felt like wasn't executed to to proper to the proper effectiveness. I don't know what exactly it was, but again, this could be just on me. I'll fully accept that I need a few episodes to get used to these characters. They didn't immediately hook me. That doesn't mean they won't after a few episodes. All I can say is after one episode, I wasn't feeling them as much as I could have, but I'm willing to give it some time. People are like, who gives a fuck if you're willing to do shit? But I just mean that I'm willing to give them some time. It takes me a while with some characters. And I'm not immediate to to love new characters, but I am accepting if they if they win me over. If they, it's usually one moment or two moments, like a one scene or one moment that a character can do something to make you really like, oh, fuck, this character is awesome. And 
And I hope sometime in the next couple of episodes, at least one of these characters does that. Maybe something's coming up that people know in the books that might be happening on the show to show off why some of these people are special or interesting. But I haven't seen it quite yet, or maybe it's just how they were introduced. But I'm holding out hope that that somehow in the next couple of episodes, these characters are fleshed out in a way to make me care about them without having read the material that that gives more explanation of who they are. And and I think that's what's important with a show like this. And when they started out, they made you care about the characters even if you had never read the comics. Like when I first saw the first season of The Walking Dead, I hadn't seen anything, but I cared about the characters by the end. And the first couple seasons. And then when I read the first 100 ep- issues, uh, I, care- I knew generally beat for beat, not exactly what was going to happen, but a lot of stuff that was going to happen. But I still enjoyed the characters. And when other people showed up, I still felt like they fleshed them out generally well. Characters like Tyrese and or some other characters that got introduced around that time. Um, (laughs) The governor, eventually. And some other things got introduced and explained in decent ways. But I think after a certain point in time, post-Alexandria, when they've introduced new characters, even though I haven't read that the material, I feel like I'm lost if I don't know the source material of who these people are. I feel like it's more, oh yeah, this person's showing up, I know them from this, uh, like they're really interesting, I can't wait till this person shows up and this thing happens, instead of establishing who they are as people and making the fact that they're, that they're in a different medium imp- less important. I don't know. At least that's how I feel with some of these characters. I feel like it's not they rely too much on the people watching have read the books too and they know who they are, so we don't really have to introduce them well. It's just here's this character you know and been waiting for barbecue sauce. But whatever. Phil, the scene sucked, and that's why it didn't click with you. <laughs> oh my goodness i love i love the conciseness and on that note let's take let's listen to some of the voicemails uh because i know uh jay's been jay's been like phil check the fucking voicemails so let's go we got we got four voicemails two from tim and two from jay if anyone else wants to call in and leave a voicemail you can do that 781-990-8509 i'm and uh you might even call in call in if you want uh, we'll see how that works. But first, let me play our voicemails in order of w- what we got them. First, let's listen to Jay. What do you got to say, Jay? Hey, did Rick and uh, Maggie die already? Like, was it in the last episode or this one? Uh, let me know. I'm not watching anymore. <laughs> I love Jay and your loyalty to us here on the podcast is awesome. And I love the people that check out the show of what we do and don't necessarily have to watch the podcast, uh, watch the television program we're talking about. But Rick did not die in the last episode, Jay. Unfortunately, Rick was saved by just another dumpster in the form of a helicopter that saved him with with a character named Jadis or Anne, the trash lady if you watched last season. So uh, Rick blew himself up after he was impaled by a bar 
and then escaped a horde of walkers bleeding out, blew himself up by firing a gun at a stick of dynamite, and the bridge blew up, blew into a uh, a body of water, ran downstream or down a lake, whatever the fucking kind of body of water it was, and got plucked out of the water and saved and flown off into a helicopter. So Rick is not dead. And Maggie is not dead, apparently, either, or we don't know what happened to Maggie. They're ignoring what happened to Maggie. She didn't get any official send-off. Our last Maggie on the show is her running up, leading a group to try to save Rick and going, oh, no, you go over there, go over there. So there was no official goodbye to Maggie. So it seems like we got Rick Grimes, final episode, final episode, final episode, final episode. But there was no, and also Lauren Cohen's final episode, final episode. And I know Rick, Andrew Lincoln is the, is the bigger character, but still Maggie's been around since almost the beginning, pretty, pretty early on season two, right? Did Maggie show up in season two or was it the end of season one? Season, season two, right? Season two, people correct me if I'm wrong. Beginning of season two, end of season one. No, season two. But, so, I don't know. No official real goodbye. Just, you know, don't let the door hit you on your way out. Because they could do that to her. And Andrew Lincoln's too important. They're like, oh, we'll give you a movie. But and she's probably like, get me the fuck out of here. Man, you should have said spoiler. Spoiler alert my ass. If you're listening to a, a, a Walking Dead podcast about the episode after Rick Grimes dies on the show about the Walking Dead, and you and you just got spoiled. I'm sorry. No spoiler alert. Zero spoiler alert. You wandered into the wrong corner of the fucking podcasting live streaming world tonight. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not holding that back. God, I love you, Chalk Boy. I love all you guys. You cracked me up in the live motherfucking chat. So, let's go to Tim Gersh's messages. I love, I love me some Tim. Tim is my man. What do you got to say, Tim? Yeah, well, first of all, shut the fuck up, man. Okay, I'll shut the fuck up. It's your Second turn. Of all, so help me, God. <laughs> I'm like five seconds away from singing for you again. You, you better sing for me again. Yeah, what's going to happen after that? It's happening. Yeah, everybody going to start just liking him. They're all going to... I already got music for you, Tim. Start singing. Yeah. And worst of all, I'll make Daryl more of all. You love it. You love it. Seriously. Dara. You love it. Even like kill off, bro. What the fuck, Rocky Dead? What am I gonna have to go on and people like myself? Because so help me God, I will go down to Georgia and deal like myself. And I can probably smack Dr. J.S. ass. Yeah, all right. So, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Sayas, Dr. Sayas. Let's listen. Here we go. Uh-oh. Uh Here we go. Hey, Phil. If you keep uh, doing Walking Dead reviews, um, are you going to change the picture you have on the 
on the side or whatever of of your little like I don't know screensaver or whatever when you're doing the show. Oh, because like I think two of those characters have died, haven't they? Are you gonna like put a picture up there with like different characters from The Walking Dead now? Like I don't know, Michonne and Carol and um um whoever else. <laughs> <laughs> Are you supposed to go? Like, are you going to change those pictures? All right, let it. Uh, good fucking question. Am I, so your ultimate question is, am I lazy? Am I going to be a lazy son of a bitch and keep this? Or am I going to say, listen, you know, I have to say, fuck this. These characters are gone. I have to say goodbye. I have to say, listen, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. It's time. It's time to end things. Time to, time to put it up bare. Put put this bear up and say goodbye. It's time. It's it's time. It's time. Forget it. Those characters are gone. Uh, to answer your question, probably eventually, if uh, in the next half of the season, I will. I'll just have this up all the time. This screen right here. And then Joe and Phil walk down the street, whispering to each other forever and ever. Good night, my love. They left the crow and Stephanie behind that day and realized no one would truly ever understand them better than each other. Come with me, young Dirty Locks. Sit on my ketchup couch and dream of Saturdays where we watch watch Unloop, Better Call Saul, Daredevil, and Game of Thrones. We will be happy forever and ever. Joe and Phil are living together for a long, long motherfucking time. Joe and Phil are living together, motherfucking long ass time. Oh, you're messing with my songs. Oh, baby, baby, go now in my wongs. Gonna bing a bing a bing a bing a bing a Enough of that stupidness. I think we, we've got another voicemail coming on in as I hear the dingle dingle berries of my fucking phone lines swinging and jingling. I can't wait to hear these voicemails. I love the voicemails. 781-990-8509. Leave a voicemail. Maybe maybe we'll answer the call too. Get it live. Watch watch the ongoing tales of Joe Dirty Locks. And feel the issues, guy. Joe, for some reason, my head's on backwards. Um, so is mine. That doesn't make any sense. But it's just the way we were born. Oh, okay, Daddy. Thank you. That's good, young one. Okay. You're fucking crazy. Yes, I am. Oh, you guys are crazy. You motherfucking crazy son of a bitch. Who's that? That's Katie Crow. Oh. I can't wait to come back for Game of Thrones reviews. I can't wait either, Katie. Yes, it's going to be really fun. <laughs> What's going on right now? I don't care. Uh, it's We're having a lot of fun here tonight. I totally ship Phil and Joe. Oh, well, we gotta, I want to keep this keep keep this up for a little while longer. It's, it's beautiful. I do. Foe or Joe? It's got to be Jill, right? It's got to it's gotta be Jill. That, that's just too... It's too 
isn't it easy because it's a real <laughs> faux faux's well, good too faux fo sounds like a delicious meal of some sort right is, isn't faux isn't faux a uh faux's pretty delicious if it's what i think it is <laughs> awesome we got uh we got a message from area code 408 and let's listen to tim's last message right here oh we got a couple of voicemails okay cool someone must have got cut off or let's let's hope let's hope so let's listen to tim gersh's next message as i sit down i wish i knew an animator that could like animate like three second videos of the the silly adventures of Joe Dirty Locks and Philly Issues guy. I know Joe has grown to be an amazing artist, but I gotta like gotta do like a GoFundMe to build Joe an animation studio or something. But uh, I'd love to make a series of little animated shorts with me and Joe, with Joe and I. Uh, anyways, so uh, let's let's continue. Let's listen to uh, Tim's message here. See what see what Tim's all about. All right, um, so first of all, shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, my God, I'll shut the fuck up. And second of all, it's one's first thing to be a major. <clears throat> hey, Judith, where did you go? Oh, no, wait, let's wreck. I don't care about you. And let's give you your tiny little bracelet so completely broken in the beat here of this. Oh, David, one I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just wait it. David, one day, man. I, I've got I've got some ideas with the script writing talent. Joe's got some Joe's got some uh amazing chops from an artistic standpoint we we all gotta do a uh, a silly little short project even if it's just a one video or one one series of videos project or something when uh, we all get a little bit more time or we we've got to we got to figure out a way to do it maybe uh, maybe over the winter or something but yeah we'll we'll talk more if uh you can we'll brainstorm something i don't get problems but again I want to go out shit to my boy King. Yeah, he was always in my thoughts. Alright, I'll talk <laughs> to you later. Tim, as always, amazing. Yeah, Walking David, I, I have some great fucking, f great fucking ideas. You could, it could just be the three of us, you know, do, doing a lot of the fucking shit. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, Atari Dad, I, if I would love, that would be amazing. And I'm lucky enough to have even two, three, four, as many of you motherfucking chatters and people that check out our stuff as possible. And the bigger, if we're lucky enough to get bigger and bigger, which I hope, then that would be amazing. I would always love anybody doing any get gifts, picks, weird shit. We do have a couple people on Twitter that occasionally send out some funny pictures with Joe and I. This is a funny Joe is Michonne one that exists and some some other silly ones. So uh happily in the new studio where uh where I'm moving or the new the new area, I'm gonna have a little green screen room. I want Joe and I to release like get a website or put it up on like free source some pictures of us with just a green screen behind us so you guys can have some fun and make put us in some really disgusting silly ridiculous situations if you want to have some fun uh 
I think that would be a little bit of fun, fun too. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. And if anyone ever wants to make any fan made stuff, or as I've said before, anyone ever wants to write a recap of a movie or a television episode, I'll watch it and then read your recap, and we'll and we'll do a live show based on what you guys write. <laughs> so if anyone ever wants to uh, wants to do any fan stuff like that, we're always welcome. You can always email me privately at igetissuesman at gmail or if you're one of our patrons, that's automatically to the front of the list. So thank you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a cool new area that we're going to go. Like, I still don't know where the room that we're going to be doing the podcast in, but I'm going to have one room that's going to be like a complete green screen room. So I'm going to play with that a little bit more often and do a couple of like shorter videos and or maybe have a green screen in the room that I do the live podcast. I don't know. It's we're, we'll we'll see how everything works out when I'm actually there. You guys will be because uh, there'll be like the initial setup just so I can start doing things immediately, and then I'll just keep changing things. So I'll I'll be there basically December first. By the second episode of Vikings, I'll be doing it from the new space. We could ask customers to make Joe and Phil Funkos. Oh, that'd be amazing. I'd 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 buy a Joe Dirty Lux Funko. Did you talk about the zombies at the end similar to the the aha uh, zombies? Uh, we have just getting to that part. Great to see you. Stick a pot. Just fucking do it. So we get this big scene where they all talk. Then we get the savior group sleeping. Carol comes off and she says, fuck all you and burns all those motherfuckers. <laughs> the gas doesn't wake them up, but it's still awesome. So we're outside the house. And it's like a horror movie as Magna's going to kill Michonne, but decides not to when she sees little Rick and Mich- little mini RJ there. And then she comes to the front door and she tells Michonne she was right about me. You're right about me. I'm not a good person. If I had all this, I wouldn't trust me either. We've all done things. Or else we wouldn't be here. Sorry, stick a putt. I go off topic, but we're this is where we are in the episode. <laughs> It isn't always that easy to live with. I'm gonna run and get another beer. I'll be right back. Losing everything. Judith Grimes. You said Dad would have wanted me to have it protect myself and the people I love. Yeah, he would have, but I'm the one who's supposed to be protecting you. Is that why you're kicking them out? Because I think Dal would have wanted me to do what I did yesterday. Um, so why'd they kill off Carl and Abraham? Good, good question about Abraham, but quite, but interesting point about Abraham coming up is Michael Cutlass is directing and maybe next week's episode. It's either next week or the week after's next episode. Is there three more episodes or two? If there's two more episodes then it's next week. If it's three, then it might be the week after. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the table as a director on The Walking Dead and how much he can add to the energy or see just see what kind of things he brings to it. So we'll have to keep an eye out on that next week. Your brother, too. Your brother, too. 
my myself as well sick like i'm i'm lucky i'm lucky as shit to be able to come out here and babble to you guys and thank you to uh, all of you guys that jump on in here and as i always say you want to bring more people in it's it's just as much up to you as it is to me to invite some new folks on in but i'm always happy to talk to whoever's in the live motherfucking chat you guys have been the best on this run with the walking dead and we're going to be talking about it one way or another until the end of the walking dead unless unless the walking dead outlives us which might happen you never can tell even if we don't talk about it week to week or episode to episode we'll still always talk about the walking dead in some fashion as part of another show or something so we'll keep doing this and really do appreciate and still be on every sunday evening after the episodes we just might have a different central focus for our particular episode that night but I fucking push on. I push in. I push out. <laughs> Lindsay, it was always great having you in the live motherfucking chat. I will see you next week, hopefully, and make sure everyone checks out Cynical Lindsay here on YouTube. Check out her reactions to The Walking Dead as well. You'll understand something. I know you talk to him sometimes. I know you're crazy. To nice. Carl, too. I'm starting to forget their voices. I'm not trying to, but they keep fading away. I hope you can still hear them. Yeah, that is what it is right there. <laughs> so Eugene and Rosita and Eugene, uh, they're useless making things, or Eugene's useless as always making shit weird. As he hurt his knee jumping over a fence, I forgot to mention that. Let's go. Eugene! I'm holding your back. I cannot keep on keeping on. Oh, and make sure you also check out The Walking David. <laughs> I'll gladly distract the, the dead while you vamoose, but... There's something I've been working up the testicular gravitas to tell you. Oh, no, don't do it. Inside of me for a really long time. Shut up! Don't make this weird. We are making it. Come on! Now! Don't tell... Do not tell me you have a crush on me. Do not tell me you have a fucking crush on me. If you tell me you have a fucking crush on me, I will fucking kick you in your motherfucking ass. <laughs> so Eugene and Rosita, they uh, they make shit some shit happen. So Carol and Henry keep going, and they have their stuff back, and and they bump into Daryl, and they smile at each other, and she wants to give him a ride, even though he probably smells really bad. So Michonne's got an X on her back, but she puts on Rick's shirt. We're not sure why she has the X. But I'm sure we'll find out later. Otherwise, they wouldn't have shown. Then we see Magna and her group. They make some laughs and we get some fake goodbyes. Because does anyone think that they're not staying in our story? As soon as I recovered, I would have hit my head a bit harder. You know, it's not too late. Will Daryl speak again? Will we get more emotional moments? Will The Walking Dead get exciting again? All these answers and more next week on the Philly Issues Guy Recap Show. Live with Joe Dirty Locks and a Colin Walking David. 
Hell yes, it's happening. Chalkboy Mike Cable just conked out. Well, at least you got to watch the episode. Anyone with two eyes know he loves her. Aw. The mullet loves her. I mean, he's watched her have sex. Like, he's infatuated with her, obviously. Will Daryl speak again? Will he ever bathe? All these things and more. <laughs> Have a good night, Chalk Boy. Talk to you soon, my friend. So, but Michonne comes riding over at the last minute. And saying, wait a minute. We need to help uh, these people. Thank you. Thank you for your hospitality. Especially you. Thank you. Oh, more damage with horse. So Michonne comes over. I mean, what am I playing the audio for? Michonne comes over. I, I need to I need to help you guys. I need to believe. We need to help these. They can't stay here, but I know some Oh no, I actually want to hear this because I want to hear what she says. I wanna I wanna hear if it's as vague as I remember it, and she could be talking about Enid. Betty, come on over here. Come here. Let's oh no shit. Fuck. Play this shit. Play this shit right now. You're going to take them to Hilltop. With you. You got to keep an eye on your with person. There's a place a lot like this one. The leader might take you in. I'll escort you personally. Talk to her. You're going to take them to Hilltop. With you. You got to keep an eye on your patient until we get there. Okay. It was even vaguer than I remembered. She says... The, I'm going to take you there. The leader there might accept you. I'll talk to her. So no, Ma they didn't say, oh, I'll talk to Maggie. There was, I mean, don't you think if it was Maggie and we know it's Maggie and they know it's Maggie, she would have just said, if you know the per people, if, if it's the, if we're in this real world situation, you'd say, oh, I'm, I'll go talk to Maggie. I'll take you to my friend, Matt, to the, to their leader, Maggie. They specifically were vague about it because it's not going to be Maggie. It's going to be someone else as a leader if they ever even make it there. I know I almost went, uh, Phil, don't go back in the closet. I had to go check to make sure my cat wasn't doing anything weird over there. Phil, does that recording that Rick made after he came to Alexandria still exist for Judas to watch to Negan record a sex tape over it? I think that's a very important question and I would guess that Negan probably would have recorded a sex tape of it watching <laughs> the six-fingered man, imagining himself being a six-fingered man so he can use his pinky for very interesting things that need not to be discussed here in this podcast. Nice, Jeffrey. Great to see Jeffrey in the live motherfucking chat. Kelly, it's so proper one-on-one amnesia, missing C's, evil twins, last-minute weddings, forever pitting, missing husbands. Only thing that's missing was ghosts, werewolves, and aliens. Great to see Jeff in the live motherfucking chat. We're trying to be inclusive with The Walking Dead. Pedo, Jeff, open your hearts. Open your hearts. 
<laughs> Maggie formed the whispers. When she doesn't come back, they will recast her in makeup, and no one will know. Okay, so we, at the end of our episode, we go back to Eugene and Rosita running as they hide in some mud. We hear voices of some walkers that say, don't let them go. Let's listen to see if I caught, got any audio of this. Couldn't have the sound cue. Wait, if you if you listen to that backwards, it says Paul is dead. It really does. My name is Mud. Not being confused with my name is Mud. And that's the end of our episode, The Walking Dead. I thought that was a good way of ending it. Really intense. I like how they up the volume of the of the whispers in the comments. You you literally just got in here. And now you want to get out? You fucking asshole cat. You are you are literally such an asshole cat. Doesn't mean I trust you. And there we go. That's the end of our episode. And that's next week, which seems super exciting. I'm expecting these last two episodes to hopefully amp up the excitement. I'm hoping next week we're coming here at least talking about a fun episode. I feel like this was one of those episodes that was transitional and it needed to do a lot of the things that it needed to do by introducing new characters, by setting up the end storylines. But I think as David pointed out in the live chat and as I was talking about earlier as well, the fact that they decided not to wait till the midseason break to do this time jump sets us up in a really weird kind of position. Let's see. Let's see. The subtitles. The zombies were talking. I watched the subtitles. They had lines. They did. They said, we, we have to find them or don't let them go, I believe is something that they said. It's really weird. I wonder, like, honestly... I know people might know spoilers from the comics, but please try to keep that out of the live chat. I ask you for the people that don't know what's happening, and I just wonder what exactly is going on. I hope they do explore that moving forward. I hope we don't need to wait a whole season to find out what the fuck is going on there and how that is going to affect things moving forward. They've said in some of the previews, and yes, I will talk about preview stuff that Eugene is contemplating that maybe the zombies are evolving on some level. That's some way that could change things up and make things a little bit more interesting if we're starting to get zombies that have a little bit more intelligence, perhaps, or perhaps it's something more, something different, something we can't even imagine. So I think it's going to be cool. And it's, I think, hope. I know some of the actors that are being added later in the season. There's a couple of actors I'm big fans of. Uh, Opie from Sons of Anarchy is going to be added. Ryan Hurst is that his name? I believe. He's a very he's very good. He's a very he's very good. He's a very good actor. 
So I'm excited to see when he hits the scene, if you were going to see him at the beginning of this season or the end of the season, or we're going to have to wait till the back half of the season to see him as well. So I'm going to, I want to be vague about this because I may know a little bit more than I'm letting on here, but I want to be vague about it. So if you want to be absolutely spoiler free, I would either close the chat out or jump out of the chat because as, as much as I can ask, I can't control what someone types out. I can't brainwash them not to throw out spoilers. So if you want to be spoiler free, do not jump in the chat. Just listen to me and I won't say anything. Brooke says, I wish I did not know the comic spoilers. Wait, what's going on? So walkers ate some of Phil's sandwiches and started to talk. I guess that's what happened. They, now they ate some of my mushroom sandwiches and started to talk. I think that's what's going on. Have a good night, Michonne's mom. Always awesome to have you in the live chat. The zombies were talking. There were definitely some shits going on. Except com comics reading knows whatever, what the fuck's going on. Wait. In the comics, aliens show up and the cyber governor kills Michonne. That's what's talking. That's what they're talking about. Uh, some of those walkers had really long hair. Uh, there was no way they, you can know who was saying those lines. That's spoiling what they just wrote. Zombies talking because that's what they want to say. Sophia died in season two. She's still alive in the comics. Oh, Sophia. Poor Sophia. The zombies were warged by the Night King. We have a lot of interesting theories to what was going on with the zombies. I know some people know, but please be friend please be please be non dickish to the people that don't know because it is it is pretty cool. Uh it could be a pretty cool reveal to some of the folks that are going to be surprised by what's about to come. So, uh, so yeah, that was our little tease at the end and let's see what we got. We got two more voicemails and then we'll start to wrap things up. Let's see, we got two short voicemails, which I don't know what's going on here. So be prepared for anything here. This is area code four zero. Uh, there you go. Area code four zero eight. That's right. Four zero eight. Uh, I think, let me, let me, I'm going to play a little bit of Tim's message to make sure. All right. Okay, cool. It wasn't me. That was the, perhaps their phone was cutting out. So let's try again. Area code four, zero fucking eight. Oh yeah. looks like we do. We got a message here. We got, we've got audio here in this one. Let's do it. Four, zero, eight. Dude, you gotta be fucking kidding me. The way she was holding that fucking handgun, Rick's gun. In front of Michonne. <laughs> Absolutely. I forgot to mention that. And great point, Erica408. She's just kind of like in the scene when she's talking to Michonne. She's like, oh, the, the, she's holding Rick's uh, Rick's gun through the whole scene. I hope that gun wasn't loaded. And she just carried it around the house. Michonne never says anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. There's a movie called uh -huh. A zombie that that's from the zombie perspective. Oh, that's what you were talking about earlier. Stickpot. Stickpot was saying something about reminded of the ah uh, the ah uh, zombies. I have not seen that. I will have to check that out. Who killed Rick again? <laughs> Andrew Lincoln. He did. He did. Thank you so much to all our voicemails tonight. Thank you to everyone in the live motherfucking chat. You guys have been amazing. Let's take a couple of live more, couple of 
more live motherfucking chats and last chance to call in 781-990-8509 last chance before the voicemail line or the phone line is cut off huge thanks to rover 4c boss for the sub if you're listening right now rover thank you fucking so much for the sub and thank you to anyone else if you're watching right now and you haven't make sure you hit that sub button help us keep growing going in that positive direction and no thank you and get Gekin in philly trust j-e-l-l-o lily in the video game was originally supposed to be the same lily from the comics but they decided to change there after the novel contradicting her origins release so you talked about Michonne teaching Judith how to use the sword in case Umar Thurman comes to kill Michonne. <laughs> Judith has has that talent. What characters, and this is, I guess, questions for the live chat, any of our older characters, our main characters, who won't make it in through these last three episodes? Will anyone else leave, or is Maggie and Rick enough? Will Will any of our other main characters be gone? Or will, if we lose anybody, will they just be one of our newly introduced characters? I tend to think we're introduced to this new crew because they're going to be the ones that are picked off. And then the only one that's going to be left when it's all said and done is is uh, Manga there. No, no, Magna there. I think uh, the rest of her crew is going to be Freddy Krueger bait. But, and none of our old main characters will be gone. But I think Carol is a possibility, and I think Rosita is a possibility. Aaron, just because he has half an arm, Jesus is gone. Oh, th thank you so much for for making a comment, Cadigate, because I do have one more message to play. Let's let me go to the voicemails. I have a voicemail from Cadigate that I meant to play. There we go. Here we go. The Balls of Fury guy apparently dies a horrible death in the comics from what I found. Oh, I see Tara. <laughs> Manga. <laughs> I'm just going to call her Manga from now on. I know it's Magna. I know it's Magnus, Magneto. But this was a message that Cadigate left from last week. So some of the stuff might be relevant, not as relevant to this episode, but... I missed it, so I want to make sure I played it. And I also want to lean back and eat a little bit of a sandwich before I say goodnight to you guys and drink more beer and extend the show. And the more voicemails I get, the more silliness we get, the more we get to extend it. So let's go. So, Centovia, please kill Ollie. I mean, Henry. <laughs> Ollie must die. I mean, Henry must die. I mean, you know, and I know that Ferris passed out at 31 Flavors last night. So, bam, boom, pow. Let's pass the show over to Miss Cadigat. Hey, Phil. Hey, Joe. This is Cadigat. What's up? Listen, I watched the episode again. I gave it another chance. And what really bothered me was the, um, am I supposed to believe that that little Judas, little ass kicker, somehow <laughs> handled that Colt Python like a fucking adult? People want Are to you kidding yeah. me? Fuck like, no. I don't know if you've seen YouTube videos, but uh, that Cold Python, those guns are very, very powerful. You're telling me that a little girl with noodle arms, <laughs> noodle arms, she just handled that that Python with a hundred year, uh, hundred yards accuracy, handled four walkers. 
Are you, are, you, are you kidding me? Oh, come on, Gimple. Oh, come on. This whole strong woman bullshit, enough. It, 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 enough. Just stop, please. And like Joe said on Sunday night, Miss Kang is just another Gimple protege. I really don't know what we can see from uh, or what, what, what we can expect from season nine. Um, I'm just afraid they're going to fuck up the whispers. All right, that's it, guys. See you Sunday. Bye-bye. And there we go. I know a couple of people have I've been holding that one in the uh, the back pocket. People that have been complaining about Judith and the gun because <laughs> I knew uh, I'd listen to Cadigan's message earlier today or uh, yesterday when I sent sent her back a text uh, preparing that message. And it was it's definitely relevant for tonight's episode as well, seeing her handle that gun and uh, and awesome stuff as always from the live motherfucking chat and from our voicemail callers. Tari Dead, she used a 9mm last episode, which is why Michonne didn't want her using the Python. But obviously she has used it if she is in ownership of it. And she's in ownership of Michonne's katana as well, which is interesting. And But I think Judith is going to be protected by superpowers of main character blood. And she has that Andrew Lincoln non-bleeding bulletproof blood. And her dad is the Punisher. So she's got the My Two Dads situation. Let's just forget about Lori altogether and think that she is a love child of Shane and Rick, which is the direction they're going to go with her, and that she also is enhanced by Negan's unkillability. <laughs> so it's going to be fun watching that. But Callie says 9 millimeters aren't easy to handle as well. The only thing I've ever, as a little, as a little kid... As a, I think I was like 17 or something. I shot a 22 shotgun thing. And that, even that, I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> fuck that. Uh, next episode, she's going to be used, be using a bazooka. Back then, state fairs used to let you. I think, yeah, my mine was up at like, uh, it was like a, like a, like a, of ranch and fuck uh, whatever. I've babble, 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 babble. It's like shooting cans and shit. But I'm uh, pretty sure Judith uses a different sword. Michonne still has her sword. Judith's sword is clearly smaller. Thank you, Atari Dad. Atari Dad is fact checking me, and uh, there's nothing. I honestly, there's. I love, I love the facts and shit like that. I love when uh, I love, I love the immediacy. That's why I never really enjoy as much doing recorded stuff unless I know exactly what I'm talking about because I like being live and having a chat with people that can correct my bullshit if I'm wrong. It's like, it's, it's really good. Love that shit. <laughs> I can't wait to see her use the bazooka. It's going to be fun. Cat because of the, Hey, 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 please don't go. Mary Sue, Miss Kang, please, 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 please. We shot, uh, Turkey paper targets. Yeah, yeah, it was it was something like that, and I want to say it was like like a camp I went to too, like this this Morgan Reiner camp thing. I'm like remembering my I'm having weird childhood memories now of of awkward summer camps. I went to sort of some uh, some interesting because every summer camp I went to, I sort sort of got kicked out of, ostracized out of because I was not the most coordinated, awkward sort of person. So uh, so I'd ended up in this like weird traveling circus of a camp that I went to called the Morgan Reiner camp. 
And then we're, we're, you'd, you'd, we'd go to different places. Uh, whatever. No one wants to hear about my stupid camp trips. It's not that kind of podcast. Is it that kind of podcast? Has it gotten to that point? I guess it is. No, I'm just babbling. Everybody, I guess if you're here for The Walking Dead, this The Walking Dead is over. <laughs> not The walk. I don't mean the show like, is altogether over. I mean the discussion about The Walking Dead is over. I, I'll still take a couple Walking Dead questions, but for the next three to five minutes before I wrap this up, it's probably just normal babbling. Now it's just that, uh, let me flex that the people in my normal life don't want to hear me talk like this. So I just need to just close my eyes. And that's why I have the camera off right now. Cause literally I'm closing my eyes, swaying back and forth, just talking and talking and talking about nothing. I'm talking, but nothing's coming out. <laughs> nothing's coming out inside your mom. Nothing's coming out inside your pup. Nothing's coming out inside your dog. Nothing's coming out inside the ketchup can because it's Uncle Phil's ketchup couch. Everybody sit down, sit down, Uncle Phil's ketchup couch. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Uncle Phil's ketchup couch. I'm your host, Uncle Phil. Not the guy from The Fresh Prince, not Shredder. I wish I had a voice like that. If I did, I wouldn't be sitting here on this ketchup couch. I'd be cashing checks. Anyways, let's thank Phil the Issues Guy for another good recap. It's time for Uncle Phil's Ketchup Cup sitting down on the ketchup couch. <laughs> That's right. <coughs> we got VFW Warlord sitting in, in the ketchup couch. <clears throat> Summer Camp Confessionals with Phil. Then, that one day, Phil went to Summer Camp. He tried to play catch. No matter how many times the Burke people threw him the ball, he dropped that ball. He clumsy it up, even though he was a little faster than most of the kids with his goofy energy and his wackiness. He ran and he ran and he ran, but he could not catch the ball. He was like that character in every one of those football movies that can't catch till the last game, but even in the last game, he still couldn't catch it because no one put stickum on his hands or no one called him Clifford Franklin. Yes, Uncle Phil's ketchup couch was a sad place. Then when, when then when Phil quit football finally in his junior year because he started taking Sid Barrett medicine and having some fun, he got arrested or PC'd by a police captain who's also a football coach and forced to go back into football to which he was used as a tackling dummy for a whole half season, which was really fun <laughs> in a weird sort of way. Because he liked the body contact. <laughs> yes, touch me. In fact, in one situation, it was tied to a goalpost and forced to sit there for hours and hours. Well, I mean, no one really did anything to him. <laughs> he just had to sit there for, like, hours and hours. And then he was tackling Tommy. <laughs> it was fun. Back in Uncle Phil's ketchup couch. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Enough of silliness. But if... <laughs> oh my goodness me. Welcome back, everyone, to Fill the Issues Guy. So uh, I guess I guess now is as good a time as any to start to wrap this shit up. What time, what, what time we have? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I honestly could go on. But, but no. Let's 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 wrap this silliness up. And uh, if anyone has any last minute questions before we call it a podcast, and by we I mean all those silly voices inside my head, 
that that can never escape. But to to answer some other questions, Jay, I mentioned it earlier, but yes, I will change my graphics in some cases. But I will never get rid of Rick Grimes as my main image for the Walking Dead podcast because I believe. I fucking believe. People say, let's go on. Sitovia says, Phil's my boy. Phil, keep going. I wonder why Phil's... I wonder what Phil's pillow talk is like. Phil is drunk. See what you do to him, AMC. You see? The fuck is he talking about? Where is he going with all this? I, I honestly don't know. Atari dad. I don't know where... I don't know where I go when I go down those rabbit holes. But the, the important part is that I come out of them and can get back to somewhat of logistical discussions of something <laughs> know that i was attempting something it isn't always effective but i don't mind throwing the shit on the wall so to speak if you know what i mean we all need to sit on the ketchup couch but all the everything i was saying there is 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 actually a true true story it, true story <laughs> true story I can't say the words true story without hearing that in my head. True story. <laughs> oh my God. I think I killed the tar. I think I killed the Iron Throne. He's like, I don't know about this. What am I talking about? <laughs> Phil, I wouldn't be surprised if Judith morphs into a Power Ranger with Megazoid powers and shit. I wouldn't be surprised either, Howling Wolf. Phil, I found it a bit hilarious that Jed, aka Shithead, and Mary Band of Ball Fondor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i have to try to read that again howling wolf phil i found it a bit hilarious that jeb jed aka shithead and his merry band of ball fondlers just now run into carol or any of them after years of farts being farts in the wind it was very fucking fucking convenient. And yes, that was an intentional second fucking in there. Oh my goodness. Hashtag I believe. Phil, I wouldn't be surprised if Judith, Judith morphs into a Power Ranger. Megazoid powers. Judith, Megazoid powder powers activate. Big boop boop boop. Uh, six years later and she still barbecues. Oh my goodness. Let me scroll through. The Power Rangers never get... to. To be fair, it's kind of believable a kid growing up in that shit would be more capable than your average pre-apocalypse kid. Absolutely. A hundred fucking percent. And I think for my benefit, it was done a little bit better with Carl. But again, that has something to do – Atari Dad, I agree with you. But it has something to do with the fact that we did a five-year jump and now we're just introduced to her. And the last time we saw her, she's going gaga goo goo with Michonne. It's another reason why it would have been good to see a little bit more of that transition with a with a little bit of seeing her deal immediate with the immediacy of how she dealt with her father's death. And if that hardened her, if that drove her into being, I want to train <laughs> like you got a little uh, phantom menace moment where I want to be I want to learn. Teach me how to fight or something. Seeing her sort of inspired to go into that direction. The Walking Dead. Hasn't. In a hasn't in a long time earned the ability to just say, oh yeah, this is just how things are. Because I think certain things need to be shown, not told. I think 
with something like that to believe it, you need to you need to see how it happens. And I know it's it's because you make sense. Someone growing up in that world would have those skills at a younger age. And especially if they're in a constant form of training, and especially if you think of all the context of everything put together, it makes sense. But in the in the visual aspect of a show that we're watching right now, with in the introduction of the character, it was done in a very cartoonish way, and it could have been done a little bit better and, a, and transitioned a little bit smoother into showing showing her have some skills, but not. Just one second, we see her playing with blocks, and then we see her with a with uh, handling a sh- handling a a gun, and then throwing around Rick's Rick's gun with Carl's hat on. But I do agree with what you're saying. I that it it could make sense if we saw the 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 process, and that's where time jumps kind of suck because they could they could have headed in that direction with Judith. They had a good exam good chance with her because she's someone that was the first creature the first character that we've seen that was born within it so to see we could see her kind of grow into that and see how quickly she could become that and then i'd buy that a six-year-old or a seven-year-old could could wield the weapons but but now it's like some indisclosed amount of time is she is she seven is she eight is she six is she five like how old is she how long has she been doing this? Has she did she show show an innate skill for this, or is this all the training that ca- between Carol and Michonne? I want to see some of this. I want to believe it. I guess that's what it comes down to. Time jumps can kill books. Just ask George R. R. Martin. What's the end game? The show has no plot. Survive, kill zombies. What the fuck? I added a what the fuck, Mike. Sorry. I know Mike's not one to curse. So, Mike, I'm sorry for adding a curse to your words there. Tired of The Walking Dead? Watch Supernatural and ask Broke Black Man, Fandom D. Saint, all about your questions about it. Nope, JDM can't pull off long hair. I don't think so. What's the oh, what's the end game? He looks silly. The writers are actually not out of ideas. It's just bad writing. Callie, Callie, two points for fucking Gryffindor there. You're fucking absolutely right. 100%. Fuck yeah. Like, I don't think... I think The Walking Dead has endless possibilities for interesting atrocities to happen on the screen. It's just the writing hasn't been able to pull it off. And I talked about this earlier. It's all about the dialogue. It comes down to the stupid fucking dialogue. Just like my stupid fucking discussions there where I'm doing, I'm doing a voice right there. Like what I'm saying is stupid. <laughs> the voices aren't bad, but if I'm reading a script, I could probably do that funny. But what I would say, if when I'm saying stupid, it's stupid. It doesn't matter if my voice is funny or not. Wee wee wee, I am French Hulk. I mean, doing that voice, but you say something stupid with it, doesn't matter. Mm, I need to drink. Liquid. Not, I'm like, not, I, was that my inner monologue? I need to drink more alcohol. I meant more, yeah, I've got the dry mouth. I got the hippie dry mouths going on. I got the hippie, hippie dry mouths. Mm-mm. My rock and roll band has our very, my new rock and roll band has our very first show coming up on December 14th. We're going to do our a live show live on the video here, live for you guys, but we're probably going to do that when we get to the new location. 
I'm going to set up a extra webcam, hopefully, or get an extra webcam to set up in that room so we can do some live from the studio shits. But we have our first show, so if anyone, I know Hannibal sometimes checks us out, or if some anyone from the Boston area wants to come out and check it out, we're playing in Salem, Mass. on a Wednesday night, uh, December 14th. So uh, email me privately at igetissuesmanagemail.com. I can let you know a little bit more details on that. But we're playing for our, sh- for our first show. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. It'll be the first time I played fucking, uh, the, fucking the, the, the drum set live in front of an audience. So that's going to be an interesting mess of disgustingness. Come watch me fail. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting failure. <laughs> so let's take Tari Dad, the wigs, stupid wigs. Do they even play Fortnite? That's my question. No Endgame, zero. Carol's wig looks ridiculous. Watch Gotham instead. It's way fucking better. Walking Walking Dead 229. Judith is a bad created character. Carol's wig looks as bad as Ezekiel Shitlock's look. Real Housewives of Compton's were a sponsor, I believe. Judith was like a kitty cheesy 80s montage showing everyone stepping up to take care of her and train her after Rick's death would have worked. Even that, Centovia. 100% 100% that something like that, if they were going to do this time jump, give us a fucking five-year time jump montage. I don't give a flying fuck. Show us Judith in mad training, going crazy, being obsessed with it, showing that she's a prodigy of some short sort. I don't care. I wonder if Aaron's kid is also a badass or if he's sheltering him. December 14th, first rock and roll show. Yep. Singing and playing drums at the same time. My band's called Two Piece Trip. That's right, tripping out, like taking a two piece trip. <laughs> drums and guitar. I sing and play drums. It's gonna be hard. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know how. I still don't know how I do it. It's it, and I don't do either thing well. Come watch me do both things reasonably okay. <laughs> But yeah, I know most likely none of you guys could be able to come to that. But I figured I'd say something. Hopefully, I will try to record it and post it somewhere <laughs> and send links for anyone interested in such things. So, uh, uh, young women only keep being flawless with no training. You sexist. Uh, the time jump was too early. Tari Dad says, by the way, this was probably a weird time to point out that Judas actually is played by young Ray in The Force Awakens. Wait. <laughs> Atari Dad is Atari Dad adding to the uh, to the fuel to the fire at the moment by saying that the actress that plays this is the same one that played Young Ray in The Force Awakens. Interesting. Judith is the hit girl from Kickass, Robin's Revenge. Gotham is only eighty-eight episodes. Supernatural two ninety-nine. You just got a two-piece combo and a biscuit. It's interesting, Mike, because we were uh, one name we were considering was how we got to the name was. I liked a name that had the word trip in it and my and my cousin who is the other player in the band liked the name two piece and a biscuit. <laughs> but we both decided that we didn't want the name biscuit in there for some, whatever reason, so we combined our names to two piece trip. <laughs> but uh but yes, but the foundation of our name it has to do with a biscuit, two piece and a biscuit. That's where the two piece part of it comes in. So two piece and a tri- two piece trip. It's not just talking about like two people in the band. It's more like a, a two a two piece two two piece kind of trip. Blue Steel says, "How did they recover Rick's forty four for Judith? 
Did they go panhandling in the river of 500 walkers? Hmm. Excellent question, Blue Steel. As a Joe Dirty Locks kind of question. Jo that's Joe Dirty Locks approved. Let's 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 get Joe. I, I missed I missed Joe tonight. Where where is he? Yeah, let's window window capture that and get Joe and get Joe Dirty Locks. Yeah, Joe appro Joe approves of that. I I miss you tonight, Joe. What do you got to say about that? See, Joe's asleep, so yeah, he has nothing to say about that, but he does approve of that fucking comment. That's a really good fucking question. <laughs> really good fucking question. You got a two-piece combo and a biscuit. Two-piece and a biscuit, baby. Oh, we will start a band camp. We will start once we record stuff. We will get stuff posted. We're going to start a YouTube channel and make some videos and get silly and stuff. So be prepared for some goofy stuff. We got, oh, Rose, man, it has been a long time. Totally. It's amazing to see you in the live motherfucking chat. It's great to see. That's why I love seeing so many faces pop in. We've had met so many friends over the years. And sometimes I think that YouTube doesn't notify everybody. So, hmm, sometimes I think not everyone's notified when we go live. But it's awesome to be able to see you and see all of our friends. Two, two piss trip. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Two piss trip. <laughs> oh, Joe Dirty Locks. You didn't name it two piece and a biscuit, so Popeyes doesn't sue your asses. In the good old days, Game of Thrones with uh, Joe and Katie Crow. Guess what? Season eight is coming, and Katie Crow is going to be back with us. So the th three of us will be back for those final episodes, all three of us. Uh, I'm going to make Joe take every week off of work. So uh, Game of Thrones is a coming, but it's great to have you back in the live motherfucking chat. We should start a rock band called Air Dumpster. That's not a bad name. I love it. Where is Joe drunk of Fantasota? Joe's working, unfortunately. Excited. <clears throat> Never is Joe more excited to work than on the off Walking Dead weeks. Dirty bastard. Dirty, dreadlock, and bastard. Yeah, it's coming. Season 8 is coming. I feel it in my bones, Ned, as Ian says. It's coming. I can't wait. See, it's coming in so much anticipation that I can say with certainty that Joe and I will be talking about Game of Thrones this week. Either Wednesday morning or Tuesday morning. We have to figure out which morning. <laughs> One of the mornings. Or no, Wednesday morning or Thursday morning or one of the mornings. What the fuck morning? Probably Tuesday morning. Joe and I will be talking about some Game of Thrones. We're gonna be way behind. We're gonna we're gonna. This is our catch up podcast on what we said our assignment was. We're doing our cheating Game of Thrones cast. We're gonna talk about all the characters we still haven't talked about. Little few things about them and just kind of catch up with our thoughts and our hopes. And then we're gonna start getting into something. A little bit more often. I got a couple of outside friends I want to bring in to share some discussion. My friend Derek and his sister Stephanie. I want to bring them in. Also bring in some other YouTube collaborators that we haven't talked to in a while. I'll get Tony back on the channel to do something. Get Carmine hopefully back on the channel to do something. Invite a couple of our other friends that I, that yet to be named but have definitely uh, definitely had some fun with in the past invite them over as well so good to get into a lot of that fun 
especially once we start getting more information about when the season starts. Because that, I'll hold it off. I'm going to wait until until Joe and I do our thing this week. But either uh, probably Tuesday morning, early morning, so it's going to be off hours for most people. But check it out. You know what sucks? Titan sucks. It's worse than Harry Potter. Joe would rather work than watch The Walking Dead. Katie Crow is better than Joe. Replace Joe. I would love to do a pod. I've said it before. I'd love to do a podcast with Katie without Joe. <laughs> I don't think she'd like to do a podcast with me without Joe. <laughs> but yeah, I would absolutely. If for any reason Joe couldn't make every Game of Thrones podcast, I am going to demand that Katie does the podcast with me alone. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Hmm. Phil, watch Rick's cold python turn into Rick's morph through plot magic. I know, Santovia. It's unfortunately going to be the morning because, uh, sadly, Joe is not really available much in evenings because of his warped work schedule. He sleeps in the evenings even when he's around. So if we get Joe in an evening thing, he's always passed out. So unless it's after an episode, he... Uh, he for to actually get him on podcasts i have to do it in the morning not every game of thrones podcast will be on in the morning because i will be doing some by myself and then some with some other guests and i'll try to get things in the evening i can say with certainty <laughs> that uh, uh nick hodges from history buffs will be back with us i want to try to get him on a preview game of thrones cast of some sort and i also have a not Game of Thrones thing, but a guest I'm trying to get on from a YouTube channel that I'm a fan of. I don't want to mention it yet, but uh, someone I'm I'm trying to get on for sort of just random discussion, kind of pick a random movie. And then I kind of want to uh, – lots of fun stuff once we get into the new studio. I don't want to just spend time going, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do, we're going to do this and this and this. I do that a lot. <laughs> but uh, once we get set up in the new studio, I'm going to start having – guests in studio a little bit more too and start getting we had a lot of fun doing doing the uh, music trivia thing i want to do a little bit more in studio trivia get back into some of our music discussions i did that pink floyd thing i want to do a zeppelin one soon and a beatles one and a stones one and a who one and an aerosmith one and a and a fucking tupac one and a fucking beastie boys one and a and like in all sorts of uh, Sid Barrett one and a, whatever in this one and that one. So a lot of fun stuff happening between now and over the winter. So yippity yuda, poopity poop, cockity duke, what a wonderful poop. Make sure you're subscribed to share in the silliness. So I guess let's fucking let's 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 end stuff. Let's end stuff. I. Hopefully at some point, Ahmed, uh, we're we're gonna. I'm definitely gonna work on that. Hopefully, when the season starts, we can uh, we can try to make that happen. I have at some point that would be amazing, and I at least can hopefully maybe. Oh, well, anyways, I'll talk. I'll we'll talk about that once it once it happens. But hopefully that will happen at some point. So, uh, Mag no Maggie death. Maggie disappear. Maggie ignored. Dr. They they uh they they seem to just make Maggie they they they're not dealing with Maggie they're just saying Maggie's gone poof disappeared into the night like a fart in the wind as they say.
<laughs> so everybody, if you haven't already and you enjoyed this fucking silliness, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button. Share this fucking video with a friend. Help the channel grow. If you really like us, think about helping us on Patreon. Or check out the description box below for all those other ways you can help us, like using our Amazon links, especially as the holiday season approaches. Start your shopping by clicking on our link first. Then any shopping you do, it's like fucking change in a bar in a jar. It doesn't cost you any extra, but it's like dropping like two or three cents per sale. So if you're gonna buy fucking shit, start your shit with our fucking shit. Where is it? I got my shit. Where where where's where is it? I, I have it right here. Yeah, there it is. That if you if you start it there, it's like it, seriously, it's like a couple of cents. Yeah. So yeah, try that. But yeah, Joe and I will be back this week for a Game of Thrones podcast of some sort. Not to mention, I might be back for some other stuff. Got a few more podcasts in this studio before I pack things up, and then I'm doing the rest of the things from my little phone. Like, hey everybody, fill the issues guy. We'll have to do that for a couple weeks while I get the internet set up and the studio set up in a new place. Check out, if you haven't already, and you're one of our patrons, make sure you check out last month's stuff. There's a walk around Salem, Massachusetts during Halloween, and also a live drum solo. Thank you to all of you guys. You're amazing. 